This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ever look at a book and wish it was a horrifying clown monster? <laughs> well, thankfully, Ernie Retino, Retino, and Debbie Kerner did. Coming out of the mayor, not the music scene of Calvary Chapel Church, Debbie and Ernie met and fell in love making music for the Costa Mesa ministry. This included the Christian duet albums, Friends, Joy in the Morning, and then More Than Friends. <laughs> for, for real. Their follow-up albums, What Are We? Are You Mad at Me? And I Don't Know How to Talk About You in Front of My Parents all went triple platinum. In addition to their adult music, Deb and Ern were looking for a hot new angle on Christian children's music. In the midst of a, quote, Holy Spirit brainstorm session, they came up with the character of Salty. You know, like a Psalter, a.k.a. a book full of psalms. Essentially, the idea was, what if a book, but singing? By the way, if you guys want to have a Holy Spirit brainstorm after the pot, I brought a bowl we can all smoke on the porch <laughs> if you want to. Birth in the early 80s, the Salty Cinematic Universe name musical universe came to include Salty, played by Ernie, his wife, Saltina, played by Debbie, their kids, Harmony, Melody, and Rhythm, Charity Church Mouse, also played by Debbie, and the villainous Risky Rat, and their kids' praise albums and videos. Salty would lead the children in song and teach lessons about loving the Lord, not unlike a certain pastry repair fellow. I'm, of course, referring to the Mormon children's entertainer, Croissant Dude. At the height of the franchise's popularity, Salty and company toured with Billy Graham's Crusades. Upon seeing Salty for the first time, the late Graham famously remarked, Wow, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. So we watched Salty the Singing Songbook, specifically the Grammy-nominated album slash episode, Kids Praise 4. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Hello, kids. Oh, God. Praise the Lord. I want to be clear. Praise the Lord was kind of Salty's version of, yeah, baby. Yeah, that was kind of his, did I do that? My wife. In Covenant Marriage, welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Caroline. We're going to have some good Christian Christian fun. fun. I really mumbled that. We're going to have some good Christian fun. It's okay. I don't want to rush through this, even though, guys, call us Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann, because this is 40. This is our 40th episode. That's a great reference. (laughs) I watched that on an airplane, and I had a good time. It bummed me out a little bit. You didn't think, this is 40 minutes too long. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, this is fun. You thought, hey, I like it when a dude wrote and directed a movie. That's his life, but he's Paul Rudd. But, but literally, <laughs> his wife and kids are, are the, the same. same. Uh, Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian 
pop culture, Christian music, Christian movies, Christian kids, children's entertainment, media, music, media albums. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe this was Grammy nominated. From I Can Only Imagine to I Can't Imagine Anything Creepier Than Salt in the Singing (laughs) Songbook. It was Grammy nominated for... The Grammys used to have more categories and more uh, Christian and gospel categories. Was the category most horrifying children's character? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, he narrowly beat out um, that one Muppet from (laughs) season four of Sesame Street. Harpy. You know the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played a harmonic and said, ah! Jeez. Caroline, how's yes. your heart? How's it going? Uh, my heart's okay. I feel like I'm going through some stuff, but... Are I- you going through some stuff? Yeah. Are you uh, Are you feeling blue like salty? I'm feeling... I blew myself. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like salty. <laughs> you think salty can self-suck? <laughs> We're going to get into Nate the anatomy of salty. Talked at length about Salty's genitalia mm-hmm. and what's going on down there. If it's like a bookmark or a... That's what I was thinking. It's How did Salty and Saltina have Harmony Melody? He said he was them? a pamphlet, you know, at one point. Mm-hmm. So he changed mm-hmm. and he came from somewhere. He didn't just appear. Well, the mythology is confounding. He We're has a biology. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, despite my blue state, I did come prepared with a joke that I'd like to tell you. Okay. Um, what do you... <laughs> she said as she looked down desperately at her ipad what do you call a newscaster's butthole that likes to play to the crowd i don't know what do you call that anderson cooper's pandering pooper (laughs) (laughs) it's not bad i will say i wish i I could have said the word pooper (laughs) our guest is uh gently pantomiming that he needs to leave I assume because he's not going to be able to top a flawless. I hear that. that. I think he's hanging himself. Now the the problem is with a setup like that. Usually setups, setups and punchlines. Listen, (laughs) there's a story. There's a little comedy. Tell me how to do comedy, Kevin. I did. uh, I was. uh, My heart's fine. By the way, thanks for asking. I was going. I was. I know. (laughs) I was in line to get an ice cream with a friend of ours. Okay. And. She said, oh, I'll have the kinder blah, blah, blah. And I said, I think it's pronounced kinder, like a real idiot. And the lady behind the camera was like, oh, no, it's kinder. <laughs> and then in a state of panic, I threw out five virtue signally like. No, you did it. <laughs> feminist buzzwords like. Oh no! Sorry for mansplaining. We really need to uh, topple the patriarchy here, and uh, you know, uh, I don't me too. Like it, Did I was. Did you place just... your dick on the cold stone so they could mash it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As penance, as yeah. Penance. <laughs> as Mike penance, extra toppings would want me to do <laughs> extra toppings. <laughs> don't be a little devil. How is your heart? Ah. Uh, well, I was going to say, kind of like you, it was, it was feeling a little, a little blue today. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that said, I'm happy to be here. Yes. This is a good time. A lot of pressure on our guests to cheers the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Sad Corner with Kevin and Caroline. No, but it's okay. You better be happy. <laughs> We're going to talk through it. This is a good, and I hope a very safe space to talk through the issues of the day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Cut to well, cut to a week from now. Uh, <laughs> Caroline and I are recording. I'm sorry, we didn't know the depths to which Salty and Saltina were involved in a sex cult. 
We're very sorry for glossing over the issue. I take back the idea that they're my entire role model for not only my life, but my marriage. And I'm very sorry for that. But we do need the help of a guest today to get through what we got to what we got to talk about. Oh, Are we ready to meet our guest? I'm very excited to meet our okay. guest. Okay. Well, I couldn't think of a better fit for this episode in particular. Okay. He is an actor, performer, producer. You may know him from his movie, A Very Sordid Wedding. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Emerson Coleman! You and Amy Grandstand? Uh, no, Sandy Patty. Sandy Patty, how? Sandy Patty yeah. for life. Sandy Amy Grant sucked my dick. Oh, yeah, there's a real reason <laughs> and I, that I feel like we should establish up front. Like, I'm gay, sure. so yeah. I don't have the teenage CCM boy thing about Amy Grant. Right, so her hotness You know, no she was like every you. boy, like first lusty. I was like, I don't care. But, yes. but I was reading an interview because after we did our episode with the great Tony Newsome, we were all so worried that she was problematic as hell and we didn't know about it. Because <laughs> we like her so much. And so like we sought out materials and actually people sent in materials and she did do an interview with a gay magazine yeah. a couple years ago and she was like, oh, I appreciate my gay fans. And they're like, when did you know you had a lot of gay f- fans? And she was like, oh, the 80s. Like uh, eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's fine. No, uh, she's problematic for me because of Gary Chapman, not because of anything oh. else. Oh, what Gary, did Gary Chapman Gary do? Chapman, Chapman Stan, her, her first husband. husband. Right. The, well, yeah, but what did The one she do? cheated on with that oh. mealy mouth Vince we Peel. Do you feel loyal to Gary? <laughs> we don't know what happened, guys. I don't guys. think they cheated. No, but it, no, it's I was a Gary Chapman stan like, for oh, his music. And so when she left, you're like the only person who's like 100 percent amy grant f vince gill and also i come to ccm first and foremost of like can you sing like i come for like the vocalists (laughs) and so she's not exactly the fantasia barina of the ccm no 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 it's lovely i mean don't i'm kidding like it was definitely important in my life but like no like i'm like on the ongoing are you sandy patty or amy grant (laughs) i am sandy patty like give me like a bitch that can sing yeah sandy give me what Sandy is to you because I'm not super familiar and I want to know. That's fascinating. Well, like she really, like she really has a crazy voice. She's like somewhere between opera and musical theater. No, she sounds insane. And she was I've like never the yeah, first. Okay. First of all, you need to fall down a YouTube wormhole. I okay. can't believe this is episode number forty, and no one's made you I do know, I'm this so because sorry. it is an vital part of CCM culture. <laughs> I can't speak uh, no, to this like, culture. Nobody, until I know. everyone else rides on the shoulders of Sandy Patty, and Dang. they got very broad. Eventually, <laughs> there was room. Well, I will say. They have very parallel lives. Yes. And careers. Because oh, Absolutely. Sandy, Sandy Patty was also, I don't know the research, so forgive me for getting the facts wrong, but at least uh, there was talk of infidelity and yes. her cheating there on her husband. There was discussion. So, discussion. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so the to scrutiny, me that, they both went through. Yes. That's much more, times. to me, it's like the Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood. Like Sandy Patty's like in that vein. Like okay. there's like all this like scandalous did they, didn't they mm-hmm. about cheating in various okay. relationships. Sure. But, really, but Sandy Patty also was like the first CCM female singer to figure out how to like mix a belt up beyond <laughs> like when you get really technical on like the vocal thing uh-huh. but there really are several Wait, videos what song of her should I play so right you're just now. like talent wise Sandy Patty unparalleled yeah like in the early well, like uh, the early like the, the big vocalist yes. like, the, like there were no other women like her early on that it was like you could just for real sing I mean because she really did crossover she was saying oh. the national anthem at tons of like regular people oh, cultural events she was yeah. like the crossover but she never left the sound of like church lady singing interesting 
weird choice. I forget now. Or maybe that's just true to who she was. Yes, you know? and like every great song that she has has seventy four key changes. <laughs> like she invented the CCM key change Whoa. for no reason. I have heard a blame for me straining on Sunday mornings. <laughs> like, like literally. Well, I guess I'm going to the harmony now. <laughs> yes, like, and when people go to sing songs, it's like, wait, is it the Sandy Patty version? Like, that's a real I question. Can't. I can't do it because so, so few people can do it, and like everybody can sing the immigrant version. Of a song. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Like everyone hey. can sing the Jessica family. Simpson. Amy. Like anybody. Yeah. Like everybody rolled out you and did the Amy Grant version. Get breathy on it. Uh-huh. Have a good time. Did I pick the one instrumental track on the Sing? I feel Patty like you did. Album? I feel like yep. that makes sense. It's kind of like. Oh wait a minute. Here we go. Ooh. Which one is this? Sing to the Lord. Sing it's this one. It's it sounds like. Wait. Wait. What would you prefer? Um. I mean, do the Oh Lord, Our Lord. See if that one will pop up easily. And it was like she was a legit trained singer who like bent her voice oh. in the in the direction of like pop music. Okay. But then eventually at the very end she jumped everything up the octave just to be like, bitch, I can do this. Just don't by forget. the way. Yeah, I'm not your normal trained like, singer. She always got to the end of the song and made that face like, but you can't sing along with this part. <laughs> I think she Everyone resides take a rest. in Oklahoma City now or I believe so. Oklahoma. Yeah, she did a big tour oh, last great. year and I didn't go and it made me really sad. Oh no. Wait. Well, she did one of the big Orange County mega churches and I always forget to check down there. They do they did last time Amy Grant was in the area. Everybody makes Orange a stop. County. Yes, they always do. There's just a lot of Christians. There's seventy four like Fort Jesus churches yeah. and so they can pack in enough people. Jesus. Well, again, Southern California, the birthplace of most of this stuff. Calvary Chapel, Maranatha. Yes. 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 Salty. Including, yes. yeah, our stuff today. Yeah. Like, so much. Yeah. Emerson, thanks so much for joining us I'm on this show. Yeah. Uncomfortably ecstatic to be here. <laughs> well, so... Like, you're going to have to make me leave. <laughs> it's a... It's a I, I won't lie. It's a hard show to book. I was like, this is going to be easy. Gilmore Guys was hard. I had to get people to watch Gilmore Girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is... You know, it's hard sometimes. But you and you, I think we found. Oh my gosh! Like, already like an anybody ever guess. drops out, like ready to come back. I've got seventy-four more topics. Will Wait. you be our Al Roker? Be like, I'm just going to do a Thank podcast you. that's just editorializing your previous podcast. Like, oh, that's a great topic. I have some thoughts on it. Too. Will you do we, we the will talking GCF that, post show? Yes, yes. Hardwick, the Bravo style. show that I did, the People's Couch, that was literally just us watching television and commenting. I'm just going to do a podcast. Oh like yeah, that for your oh, podcast. absolutely. Podcast Inception. Meta. Yeah, we could take a 50 or 78 percent. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. So Emerson, <laughs> we we know you through uh, the great Stacey Orstano. The great. The great Stacey Orstano. But what what is your background? What is your experience with all this? We, you and I actually have very similar upbringings from what I understand. Oh, he's, he's like flipping, flipping the hair, hair flipping the wig. Oh yeah, it's happening. I was born by the river. <laughs> um, okay, so my backstory, and like I could go all day, so just be like, yeah. boop, 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 boop. Uh, I come from Southern Baptist, Texas. Mm -hmm. Most specifically, I was born in Waco, grew up in suburban Houston, went to the first Baptist church. Which suburbs of Houston? Houston? Spring. Okay, spring. Yeah. I was Out in, in your all direction. the time. Yes, yeah. But I have friends over there. We'd stay all the time, and th- those were the friends that were the the more charismatic assembly of God friends. And oh, see, and it's funny because okay. mine, this portion of my life was like strict for real Southern Baptists. Like yeah. First Baptist Church of Houston, we did a Christmas pageant every year that did twenty performances. Like it was broadcast on NBC Whoa. until nineteen ninety one, and it was called Wait for It Pageant, a Christmas spectacular. Ooh. How'd you come like that up was with the, the whole name. name. No, no, I didn't come up with it. This has been going <laughs> for like twenty years just before we pageant? started going. Maybe just call it a Christmas spectacular. Hey, let's go to that concert. It's called Show. Concert. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Show. A great show. No, they were like pageant. Like we are the paid yes. to perform the lead narrator Did in the you have show. Real animals and stuff. Fifty sheep, a camel, 50? 
a 500 voice choir. Like everybody's <gasps> like, oh, my church did a pageant. We're like, no, no, no. Like, like literally the big pageants people think of now are actually based on this one because they started amazing. it in the 70s. Oh. Like it really was the inspiration. I went to one of these like as, as a Christian school kid. We It was like a field trip to go to the, the Crystal Cathedral, I think, Correct. to see one of these pageants yes. where there's, you know, like angels flying in from the wings yeah. and yes. everything. So I, I know what you're no, talking yep. about. Yeah. Angels from the ceiling, uh-huh. a 45 minute 500 voice choir in the middle of the show. <laughs> The first act was always like a theme every year. Choir oh, oh, I'm not kidding. Like it was so like insane. the choir show, like full, like the eight part arrangements. I know the first, third and fourth verse Amazing. to every Christmas song that's ever been written, like yeah. every arrangement. <laughs> but it also meant that Christmas in our house started in August because they started rehearsals. Oh, sure. Yeah. So like it was like four months of the year was Christmas. <laughs> Like, we have a Christmas closet at our house, like, devoted to the decorations. Uh-huh. My parents collect nativity sets. Of course. But so it was, a, like, a First Baptist Church, full, hardcore Southern Baptist. Like, the good, like, show up. We were Sunday, double Wednesday, double Sunday. What's like, double Wednesday? Uh, not double Wednesday. Oh, like a Sunday, Sunday Wednesday. Wednesday yes, double okay. Sunday, like, Wednesdays. Oh my like, my, I was in a handbell choir. It's an Adam's family sexual position. <laughs> Obviously, double Wednesday. Double Wednesday. Like, she, <laughs> like... It was a Wednesday I'm spit roast. I mean, I feel like she'd be into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like probably. that seems appropriate. She would do it. Yeah. Uh, I was in a altar. handbell choir. I directed a handbell ensemble. <laughs> sang in the children's choir, wow. like youth group, discipleship weekends, vacation Bible school, church camp, all of it, mission trips. Were your parents like involved in? The oh yeah, yeah. This leadership? was like full. No, not in the leadership okay. particularly. My dad did direct a handbell's choir. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Thank, and thank you. you for your service. You. Weirdly, once I went to college, he started out doing I that. Kneel. But <laughs> but then he had three kids and was like, oh wait, you can't pay for kids and like working at a church salary but he went back to being a music minister while I was in college so he was a a Baptist music minister and then switched to being Methodist giant scandal with the Baptist music ministers Um, so that was the early phase is this some music minister tea you were spilling oh my gosh no like he sings in a music minister the singing men of Texas is a music minister's choir uh huh and they're but they're mostly Baptist and then when he accepted a position at a Methodist church it was like legit kind of a scandal he told me that and I thought he was kidding but he was like kind of not like several of them wrote like, him about it and I was like this wow. theological oh my gosh debate that we're having like girl I need a gig so I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and take just, this job I'm gonna go have fun I mean it's just a little bit more boring wait have you ever, that. have you ever seen Greenleaf that show on OWN I'm sorry no it's a show that's about the dramatic inner workings of a megachurch oh is that true yeah and why I, didn't we write this why aren't we watching know. this I'm, why aren't we watching this all the time I felt mad that I didn't I believe it's called Greenleaf <laughs> Keith David is in it, the great Keith David. Yes. It's a mostly or all black cast. And then Oprah oh, is well, a guest different. star on intermittent episodes. Sure. It is different, but it's still like Ooh, just yes. church drama Absolutely. and dynamics, and especially with music stuff. I'm sure it's very I fun. keep kind of wanting to do a like YouTube web series about a praise and worship team, but you don't ever actually see them sing. It's just about like the inner dynamics <laughs> of like the one who works the solos yeah. and like the one black guy that always has to like, like that has the great voice, but is stuck with all these white people. And, like, yeah, the weird horny one and like the hot dad. And yeah. And like the kind of Faye one, like like all of the things that I experienced yes. in praise teams over the yes. years. Because um, you sang in praise teams. I said like learn to sing in the children's choir and in the youth groups as the, well. Yes, the, the children's choir, the youth group. My social life was church, not yeah. school based. And at church, I was adjacent to the cool kids because yeah. I sang well enough to be in the ensemble, which was like the fancy choir, you know, oh, for the okay. kids who could the actually yes, sing. Yes. It was like the choir that they made everyone go to. And mm-hmm. then there was the ensemble that was like, these are the kids that can really sing. Yeah, I was also in an ensemble, not to brag. But yeah, like, it's really important. And it was like, really, and it's where I like got friends with all the hot girls. And so like the popular guys sort of had to hang out with me because of the ensemble. So it's like church popular adjacent because I could sing. <laughs> it's a whole dynamic. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, there's so many levels. Oh, yeah. 
Wait, and so they when, have to be nice to you because it's church. When was this timeline-wise? Okay, that was in like years or like my in life? In years. Okay, adolescence was like 91 to 98 is peak. where we are. Yeah. That's peak. Yes. This, okay, yes. you're in the shit. Yes, but so we changed churches from fifth to sixth grade mm-hmm. to a suburban church. Why was yeah. that? Uh, just because we had moved, and oh, so okay. we, we moved out there. And our pastor was like on the board or whatever at the Southern Baptist Convention, so we were deep in SBC at that point. Yeah. To the point where like the praise team had the debate of like one hand in the air with the elbow tied to the waist was acceptable, two hands was evangelical, and you couldn't do that. You know, like what? really parsing no the dogmatic rules. There's a different well because i mean southern baptist and like evangelical is like way different at that point in time yes but i would have thought baptist was any if anything like more expressive than no it was so the opposite like the original like southern Southern baptist Baptist is extremely like it It is it is like performative stillness like anything excessive is display and for self-glorification and not for the glorification of the Lord. Yeah. That it's not a performance. It's very like still, and it fit perfectly in line with like middle-class to upper middle-class, like buttoned up suburban, like Republican, like, cause you could still pretend it was the fifties. Yeah, totally. It's like wasp fifties, like all of that (laughs) in like church performance as well. I would have associated that. I don't know. Excuse my ignorance, but just like with Presbyterian or something like that, or like, no, it's like, like like Southern, like honestly, like if you look at like performance behavior, it's like, Catholic, then Southern Baptist, and then a giant gap before you get to Presbyterian, Lutheran, Methodist, where like outside of the liturgical stuff, Mm -hmm. there's much more relaxed approach to everything. It's very like dogma driven, Mm -hmm. so performative dogma behavior. So let's start when you were a kid. Like, what was this like for you? Was it exciting? Was it like such a great outlet or was it hard? I was like the best little Christian boy. Like I was like all in, like hook, line, and sinker. Like this makes sense to me. Followed all the rules because yeah. they made sense, yeah. not because like you had to, but like it makes sense to be nice to people. It makes sense to do good for other people. Like that just seems right. Like yeah. I was on the track of like best little boy in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Bible drills, royal ambassadors, like do everything that you're supposed to, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Did you have a life verse at the time? I, no, because mine always changed. Like I went through right. because like I was also super tortured about it because what I wanted as a kid was I wanted to understand everything thing Mm. so that I could tell it to other people so like all of my questions were not doubt based they were I want this to make sense conversation feels so that when someone else asks I can tell them like so that when I share when I testify when I share the good word I want to be able to answer anybody's questions so answer all of mine first but so the 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 social and so like all of it I loved it loved Mm -hmm. going to church was my favorite thing like I was a boy scout and like all like band kid and all that but like nothing was better than church Mm -hmm. love the choir love going on mission trips although why from Houston you send your middle school choir to a mission trip to San Antonio really oh my god well you know because you got to learn how to to mission I mean oh, those man. those kids at the Riverwalk can barely eat no literally what it meant was going to perform at like three other churches uh, and then getting to have dinner on the Riverwalk like at the spaghetti great. warehouse or something what a wonderful mission but like trip. that was mission trip was like so it was like teaching you the that concept like your of mission, mission. Trip, like, oh going yeah going to Arizona and like doing a show for a few oh days no we were in the thick of it oh, in yeah. Tucson you guys are Arizona. getting your hands and in high school, it was we went further afield to like Baltimore. Woo! You know, that like really out there. It totally was. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't more like Mexico because I oh, usually no, the, like us states down here. Rich like, suburban Mexico. white people are not crossing the border to do actual missions. 
just to be clear. Well, what? they are, but... I mean, like... What? The, but but yes, not yours, yes. Yes, they are, but, like, not these. <laughs> like, that is not... Like, we're not sending our privileged teenagers yeah, to somewhere where they might actually... Safe. Imagine like, they did outsource it to, like, a 14-year-old kid. Like, you do it. That's right. why... You write Lottie Moon checks for that. <laughs> like, somebody else does that. Although, weirdly... I haven't heard Lottie Moon's name in You're welcome. I, I told you when I said, like, we are the same people. Oh like, we come gosh. from the same people. Um, but okay, I was. So, sorry. So you but were so, no, letting so went, it all in. Yeah, just wanted like, to make on. sure you knew everything well. But weirdly, missions and and testimony is where my first problems came from. You know, mm. the my gay journey and my spiritual journey are parallel, but actually not interrelated until college. Mm. But there, a lot of queer people, and you know, fifty percent of queer people identify as people of faith. So there's like currently, so not even. But even the people who like all of that angst and all of that, uh, that's not where my faith doubt questions started mine started from missions it started from it doesn't make sense to me that other people go to hell like that was my issue and it was really young mm. i was precociously irritatingly like questioning things to the point where i once had a youth leader tell me you're either going to be the best thing or worst thing that happens to the church and i don't know which yet oh my gosh. i mean <laughs> neither turned out to be true and i don't know where he is because that's a really intense thing to say to a 12 year old and that man was rob bell um, um, it was joel osteen but so it was about the concept of like if i give someone the roman way tract and inform them of the way. The Roman and, way track being the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is yes, eternal but like, life in Jesus Christ. The, yes, but like the, the eight, the eight yeah. verses where you unfold the tract and it makes the shape of a cross. Yeah. Like oh. where they're at. Have you not ever seen me? one? No, oh my I gosh. Have that. The Roman I've heard way the track, Roman road, but I haven't heard the Roman road, but, it's, but it unfolds and then the bottom one folds out twice and you're holding a cross. You're welcome. I mean, first of all, it's a brilliant Whoa. piece of marketing. That's amazing. And then there, I think there are instructions too to form the body of Jesus. Oh yeah. Kind of yes. Origami Absolutely. Piece. Yes. When you're done. And then on the flip side, there was instructions for how to make him dance a little. Yes. It's the kickstep ball. It's just like folding the Land O'Lakes box and making the titties. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's totally the same. That's right. But I always had the problem of you know if I inform someone and their response is that isn't for me and then they're going to hell like that was the weird thing for me it wasn't about my own salvation although I remember being dragged to see the children's minister by my parents at like seven to have the conversation about are you ready to accept Jesus and I was like I'm not like I'm, I'm not I'm like not. a like a parent teacher conference a little almost? bit not, but like just a tiny bit concerned because I guess I was like slower in my spiritual development than some of the others and we were a little concerned about when was I going to get to join the new Christian class what does that mean because there was a separate class and at the end of it you got a picture bible Slower in oh, your spiritual dang. development, though. Well, but I don't know. Like, I guess I was like, but well, we, sure it was enough to need to have a meeting. Kids, they were like, yep, Jesus, sign me up. Totally. I'll say the prayer. Absolutely. And, you were and like, I was like, I need to think about totally, it. Totally, but I have some questions that <laughs> I like, want to know more. That's great. Are there really vessels of wrath, Mom? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but, but like, still vividly remember the night, like, laying in my grandparents and looking up. Like, I can see the static, in my, you know, image in my head of like staring at the light and being like, okay, like, I'm ready. Like, here's mm. the, here's the thing. You know, here's uh-huh. my question and come uh-huh. in and yes, and here we are. It's a big moment. Um, it really was. And, and really instrumental but then also fa- but my weird questions about the chicken and the egg problem of faith where uh-huh. like the answer to so many questions is you just have to have faith which is like right. fine George but also Michael. like demonstrate me out demonstrate it to me outside of like the emotional contextual reaction that I'm having that also is just to the environment or the music or the you know show me the sure, thing yeah. that is the mustard seed as it were like that was yeah. always my prayer like give me the mustard seed like what is like give me the mustard seed moment that is more than the words in the book and the advice of people and the testimony of the people around me mm-hmm that is separate from my experience of the world. Like demonstrate the realness to me. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't feel, I didn't feel like that was an unfair ask. Yeah. Like to have a personal connection. Yes. Give me a God. personal moment yeah. that I can't explain away. Like yeah. almost a supernatural for, yeah. moment. Yes. I mean, cause like, yeah. let's be honest, like it's kind of some bullshit that like some people got to watch Lazarus rise from 
the dead. And 2,000 years later, yeah. I got to listen to Louis Giglio preach about it on a <laughs> Sunday night and take his word for it. like, I guess that's good enough for me. Louis Giglio started at my church in Houston. Oh, wow. To be clear. Okay. Like, your, we're deep in it. Yeah. Right. To your point, too, I think that's, um, I've had a lot of friends, too, who that became kind of a moment where they walked away from the faith, too, because... Uh, so many people will tell their mustard seed moment too, or their like super supernatural thing with faith. And it's very emotional and it's undeniable and it was outside of themselves. And they're like, so I know God's real. Yeah. And, but so many people, you don't get that moment. Right. And you're like, did I do something wrong? Right. Or is this phony? And it, it's really, it's a really difficult crux to come to in your well, life. And before I came to the, like those concerns, but like I was also the one at like middle school camp at the end of the worship service when they're like, turn to the person beside you and ask them, do you know that you know that you know? And they said it three times every time. You know this, right? Do you know that you know that you know that when you die, you're going to see Jesus? And it was always three times, like Bloody Mary in the bathroom mirror. (laughs) And I was like the angsty, tortured one. I was like, I've done it and I've accepted, but I don't know that I know that. Like I rededicated my life like 73 times or whatever. Oh, of course, yeah. Looking for the certainty, which of course is the basis and the, the foundation of all faith is that at some point you step beyond certainty. And I like comprehend intellectually all of that but it really goes back to my challenges really were about other people not my own I was Mm -hmm. like look okay we'll deal with it we'll keep talking this conversation will keep going (laughs) we're okay and it still is to this day like I get it this is an ongoing monologue that I'm having Um, (laughs) but you felt like it was unfair for people who didn't have this but my real my real problem was always like that other people go to hell like that's crazy it doesn't make it because if the whole point of salvation is that it makes your life better like selfishly you know it starts from it makes your life better your life is better for for knowing the Lord, for knowing Jesus, yes. for having it in it. Things snap into so, making sense. So for and, the people yeah. who don't, mm-hmm. they like their life isn't as fulfilled and then they also get punished for eternity. Just seems like extra harsh, <laughs> you yeah. guys. Yeah. And then I got to the mature level that was, what it really means is separation from God, not like burning in hellfire necessarily, depending mm-hmm. on your personal interpretation of the literal of hell, literal hell. Right, <laughs> but like the fancier one that's just separation yes, from God. Yes, of just hell is not knowing Which God. Which we yes, all remember... Not the from uh, from the Mortal Coil parts one and two of Adventures in Odyssey, Stop it. where Eugene uh, goes into the Imagination Station, Accurate. and while Mister Whitaker experienced yes. heaven and being reunited with his dead wife Jenny, Eugene experiences hell. What? And he goes to hell. This the is imagination. so intense. Yeah, I really wish I could have written like synopsis of this for like Breakaway Magazine. Holy ah! smokes. <laughs> for teenage boys. Oh yeah. Oh, I was That all... I had the tear out posters and they were on my wall in my oh, bedroom. Okay. The like Bible verse like fold out four page. Because like, you wanted to be a good The Christian road to hell man. is yeah. paid with him. Yes. Yeah. Long before Avengers Promise Keepers. Was that Eventually, your channel? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Breakaway was much more so. <laughs> anyway. But I'm so, sorry, and then that, that question was reinforced because when I was 16, we moved to Singapore from suburban Houston, Texas for my dad's job. But so there we went to an eat like full evangelical and I mean like prior to Hill songs and all of that and when evangelical just became to mean like much more like freer and all of that mm-hmm. like I mean speaking in tongues like Sunday night services not just speaking so charismatic like full charismatic evangelical charismatic, yeah, yeah. And was this and an Americanized church was it like it Singapore was an American who- planted church okay. p- filled primarily with local Singaporean people Got it. Uh, which is a mix of like Chinese and Indian mm-hmm. and Malaysian okay. uh, but planted by an American like and run by an American which is why we went there okay um 
but like Sunday night, like speaking in tongues. And then where it, where it sort of lost me, it was that fine. I'm all for expression because yeah. my like weird repressed both sexually and like being a kid that didn't play football in suburban Houston, like moving overseas was so freeing in lots of ways that mm. I was like, yes, absolutely. I should have done that. I mean, yeah. literally Damn it. it was like spiritual. Yes. But also just personal. Like, Oh, there are like different kinds of people mm-hmm. in the world. Like that is Whole different re- culture. Like, the, uh, these people sense. are not like me, but we're also not like each other. And that's so exciting. Yeah. Um, I was listening to failed missionary, which is a podcast. By mm-hmm. failed missionaries and they were talking about missionary kids and how uh when they go to another culture and then meet another culture they call that um third culture kids third culture yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. yes yeah. which is probably a little bit of yes. what you experienced yes. of like because there's your parents culture there's the country's culture and then there's a culture that you make together yes. when you two mix and my yeah. best friend in singapore who sang in the show choir with me was the daughter of the pastor of the church like oh, she, uh, for wow. real like okay, yeah. third culture kid but so and and but when it sort of lost me was when somebody stood up beside the person speaking in tongues and started translating for them mm-hmm. and i was like that just seems like a lot <laughs> that was too well, far. <laughs> because, well, because there is, uh, and I'm sure you know better than I yeah. do, but there is, in the Bible, there's verses about if you speak in tongues and it's translated, then that Correct. means it's good and holy and righteous. Yes. But if you speak in tongues and there's no translation and you're just going, baba da ba da da you know, up, right. up at the altar and no one's translating, it's like, oh, you might be doing that in vain or you might be putting on airs. Yes. Yeah. Or, the performative aspect. Well, and, was, and it could be confusing to someone who doesn't know what that is. Right. I think in the Bible, this is literally what mm-hmm. the That's, point yes, is too. Of like, is, yes. Just for someone who's from the outside the fold, like make sure they know what's going on. And like sure. not to fall down the theological rabbit hole, but the like speaking in literal other tongues and having someone translate that because there are people in the room who don't speak that language yeah. has been morphed a little bit into like and I'm all for like expression that doesn't need like articulation like no problem sure. but so we had that and then the like putting the hand on the forehead and like people falling to the ground holy and I, shit dude yeah. that's my yeah go ahead And the, but then <laughs> but I my weird teenage rebellion was like I'm not falling to the ground unless it happens like I'm not just letting you push me over and so they'd be like going down the line and like everybody would be falling yes, to the ground and I'd be, like, I'd be like I'd be like I feel that and like, like I'm in this but moment no. but like <laughs> nothing in me has like made me lose control of my motor functions so I'm not just like going to the ground because everyone in the line already did and you're, so you're fighting and you're literally and yes. they're like sort of press they like put their hand there and most people just fall and then if you don't they sort of press a little bit and I'm like girl yeah. this weird church peer pressure thing that's happening right now I'm good and also like I'm a slight man I might break or bruise myself it doesn't no, take my much guys, my guy whispered under his breath let go Le- and then, and then people like, I'm sorry am I ruining your perfect batting average here <laughs> yeah it worked yeah, on all probably. the other guys um, but uh, I also really so loved exciting. it because of my adolescent trauma like the worship services we just do like three hour like no sermon and that was always my favorite like just mm-hmm. music I'm definitely a, like the uh, the music is the thing it sure. still is it's sure. the thing that I still listen to and like there's lots of hymns I just ignore the verses about weird bathing in the blood which is really uncomfortable I love those the literal like imagery versus that's like likes. like totally <laughs> But like me, it's you know for women, period blood. More like just blood. bring it all together. Yeah, like feminism here, and we need to celebrate that. <laughs> celebrate, we celebrate. We need more CCM yes. songs. Of no shame. Period blood. <laughs> no shame. Love it all. Ooh, that should be our next uh, thirty seconds to heaven. Period blood. Yeah, do it. Uh huh. <laughs> We're gonna write a song about period. I feel like blood. Hillsongs and Maranatha are both accepting submissions, and so you know whatever I bet you they want. Would. And BT Devs, we could change like three words of an existing song and be done. <laughs> yes. Are you washed in the period blood? Yeah. Uh, are you washed in the period blood of the land? 
scared of mommy. Uh-huh. I'm thankful for the blood. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so those were so those were the formative aspects of the experience. And then I went to Baylor, the world's largest Baptist institution. Shout out. Yes. We have we probably have a few listeners from there. Wait, and before I would think you move so. on to that though. So yes. when you were in Singapore, yes. were you feeling still fine in faith stuff or was the doubts growing? That's when it, it? that's when it became that that's when it really became sort of concrete the issues I'd been dealing with uh, sort of hypothetically mm-hmm. as a kid and in Houston where like everybody was the same like I don't think I knew a Jewish person until I was like 15 and right. Catholics were definitely going to hell because that's idolatry right um, <laughs> like that's, that's yep. definitely the thing mm-hmm. and so I like knew a couple of Catholics I think no so so but so I'd just been asking these hypothetical questions and moving to Singapore it became really really real yeah. so I legitimately had friends that were not only not American but like grew up in Buddhist and Hindu cultures or Taoist and you know Shinto and or like didn't have anything at all and like we're legitimately happy and functioning in a life with a system that worked for them right which you'd been taught up to that point of like but it's empty yes know, and they're working absolutely so hard and yes they just need grace and it's fine and, and they yeah. just need to be shown like live through your witness but then also share the testimony and mm-hmm. i the weird arrogance of a certain kind of performative testimony mm-hmm. became like d- genuinely disgusting to me you know mm-hmm. i i separate my issues with dogmatic religion from people of faith my maturity has grown certainly at least to that place um but that's such a big part of it for so many people and it's Mm -hmm. a big part specifically of testimony and witness and mission you know how do you get outside of like eventually you're going to tell somebody this is right and this is wrong and i was like i can't do that anymore Mm -hmm. um and so it uh, exposed me and i traveled a lot and like visiting a lot of other cultures and it just sort of cemented the idea that like if i tell you about jesus and i walk you through this process at the end of that like I, I that you go to hell, you know, because you don't accept Jesus and that whole like they hardened their heart is hardened and it's not your fault and you did what you could and the answers that allowed that to still be acceptable, yeah, like yes. a way out, yeah, that al- mm-hmm. well that, that just made it like and they are, You're yeah, like, and that it's like, answer that's their fault. And I did my part. I don't have to worry about it. And on the idea. flip side, I knew it was silly to be like, but literally the only requirement is you have to believe. Like, you know, that's no, sort you have of really to say lovely. The magic sentence. I mean, yes, you do. And then and then live accordingly. Oh. And then live a but but like that is like the only requirement. And so I found myself acknowledging the weird hypocrisy of my own arguments of like literally all that's required is you say yes. <laughs> it's the literally the easiest thing. And I and I intellectually acknowledge that, but I still was stuck with, but if somebody doesn't, like I just don't think hell like that's that sucks. Like mm-hmm. that's not okay to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does get to a, a a breaking point of is this really it? And I even think this in my adult life now, is this really it? You don't believe in Jesus. Because of X, Y, Z, like like you what? said, there's so many different pieces of language and terms and phrases that you can say, well, biblically, like we were joking about, vessels of wrath, mm-hmm. or their heart is hardened, or they're pre-elect to be blah, 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 and then you walk away and absolve yourself of the situation. Right. And it's not really it. And then, like for suck. eternity, we're in the cool kids club, and you're not sorry. Yeah, because uh, because this 14 year old came and told you, and you said no because they didn't seem super sure. You, you know, know or like, even if you did it the right way, chance? and you lived yeah. next to them for 40 years, and your life was the witness, which, by the way, is I think the only kind of witnessing in modern civilization that actually works. But anyway, or Harrison Ford. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything he says, <laughs> right. like I'm here for it. He's that yeah. earring. As long mm-hmm. as he's not flying your plane, it's Love fine. It. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just doing your homage. I mean, he lives with Alan McBeal. Like I'm here. Whatever he has to say. Uh, that's not we don't talk about that enough Han nobody Solo does live with Alan McBeal <laughs> correct I mean Indiana Jones ended up with that lawyer from the co- that introduced gender neutral bathrooms oh, amazing yeah. 
Thanks. She did introduce that. You're shit. welcome. Oh, yeah. Long before we got to like gender diversity discussions, mm-hmm. they were like, pee where you want. It's fine. <laughs> wow. And have awkward, weird business conversations in the bathroom. I wonder how Harrison feels about that. About gender neutral bathrooms? Yeah. He's fucking fine with as it. As long as He's I like, can crash my plane into it, <laughs> it's like, fine. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> crash my plane. Go. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me do publicity. Is it crashable? <laughs> Well, like, it's fine. Then I that's, love it. That's my one uh, metric. Uh, but the, so that that really was my. That's my big. That's my epic. That's my ongoing. Like in the conversations with yeah. God, like fun, fundamental heck? issue is the like the separation at the end, like the division, the, mm-hmm. this this concept of the after. Because all of the benefits, you know, I'm a. I have gone through all of the phases. I think that lots of people go with in their steps away from faith, and that is where sexuality does play in. Because Baylor was a really rough time in oh, yeah. in both ways. Tell because us about Baylor, yeah. So I came from this really expressive, charismatic church. There was really, as much as there were performative aspects, it really was about like your heart and your feeling and like mm-hmm. all of that and like this huge diversity back to a world that re- that was the worst of what I came from in adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's all about the form and less about the function and, you know, going out on Saturday night and then and then being in church on Sunday morning and like not caring and like not living through the week the way that you're pretending to be on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so I finally like stopped singing on the praise teams and was like, I'm at least not going to be a hypocrite like about my personal performance. I did still on occasion get dressed on Sunday morning to go to the, to go to the get food at like the dorm cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. Like I had gone to church, so I didn't have to answer oh, the questions. <laughs> that's Wait, definitely so a real thing that happened. you dress up for the cafeteria? Yeah, like at 1130, dress up for so the cafeteria like, so you, came like you came from church. Because in Waco, Texas, it is possible to go to a different Baptist church every Sunday for four years of college and not repeat them. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. so like, and it's oh, yeah, only like 150,000 people. You didn't see me there. No, guys, I was why. just at a different one. I did finally <laughs> start going again, but I went to an all black church because that made more sense because I was about the music anyway and it was better. It's wonderful. It was always better. Oh, I'm sorry. So at Baylor, you were going but to so, lunch, but, but still like... And okay, yes, but so that's when it became less about like the... Then it became... Then it went back to being about my own salvation. Mm-hmm. Like the, that sexuality really came into play as it became like an undeniable thing that I was like, this isn't something I can pray away and I've been doing all the things. And that's where some of the best things that I had been, had been taught about how you control your life and how God influences it also became the worst things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for I know the plan I have for you, well, the plan, like, it's not working. Like, you know, I've been praying and, like, doing all the things I'm supposed to do. And, like, if you're not praying hard enough, like, pray harder. Yeah. If this is a thing I'm not supposed to do or be or et cetera, like, take it away. Like, praying the prayer. Like, after, you know, seven, eight, nine years of a particular kind of prayer and it's not changing and it's getting worse and, you know looking down the barrel of like, am I supposed to get married and have kids and like do the thing that I'm supposed to and like know that that's fun. I'm my personal arrogance, if you will, about my faith was like, I can't do that to a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I either oh, have yeah. to share this or, you know, or I have to tell, like, I can't bring that struggle to some woman and say, like, I'm I'm never going to be into this, yeah. but, like, let's do... I don't what, think that's arrogant. But, you know, what? Yeah. I, like, all of my questions have ultimately always been a little bit about, like, the impact on someone else, which I think came out of a feeling of unworthiness mm-hmm. as a result of this thing, that as a child, I didn't know what it was, but I, like, wanted to be the best little Christian because I knew there was something wrong. Or, like, you were ba- maybe had to compensate for something. That yes, for, like, some... About. Yes, yeah. that as I grew, it sort of became this weird metastasized, like, this, like, deep secret secret sin shame that I literally haven't done anything about but is there that I can't get rid of Um, to like suicidal like content not like extreme but like Mm -hmm. like being 19 years old and like sitting in the car like outside of the dorm like screaming praying Mm -hmm. of like just like just take it away to the point of like it would be easier if I was just not here and I could ask you the question to your face like can we stop doing this this way where I'm not getting the answers and it's not getting better and it's not going away like can can we just be done like tired in that like late like 
going yes. and like laying, trying to laying down my burden every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, you know, with this prayer that like, I don't want to tell anybody because yeah. then it becomes a real thing. Like once you say the word. Right. And then it's a real problem. Everyone's like, and then everyone knows. And, yes. and like, as much mm-hmm. as we all know that like nobody, ju- like everybody remembers everybody else's sins. Like when you stand up and you'll be like, I'm struggling with like, it ends up on everybody's prayer list, which is just their gossip chain. Well, it's always right. porn too. Uh, always. <laughs> like in every time. Yeah. Always jerking it. Yeah. Oh, I, um, this is not related, but it's entertaining now. <laughs> there was like a gay accountability group at Baylor that I like didn't know about till I was outside of Baylor. And I was like, first of all, I'm glad I didn't go because it also seems like a dangerous road Sounds to like bad. a circle jerk as well. Well, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous meeting in the basement of At Cheers or something. You're yeah. like, hey guys, I'm just going to get all the maybe gays together and we're going to get on our knees. Let's talk about the kind of stuff and we pray. would do. Everyone yeah. take your whiskey bottles and pour it out in Why front of Why don't you kneel in front of me and I'll lay my hands on your head. Oh man. Um, and oh, so, I'm like, so, I'm, so I'm like super jealous that I didn't know about it but also like probably good that I didn't know about it. It probably would have made things real hard. Um, I did have an awkward rest moment with like a mentoria figure that like we that he's now out as well and like we've had the hilarious discussion of like we both like, kind of knew that we were like so close to the line yeah, of like so funny. something <laughs> happening and then like not well yeah. it's so lonely too in yes. in, so in lonely. evangelical communities in Texas because men are supposed to be close with men yes. so a woman would be safe for you yes. if you're not attracted to her yes. because there'd be no chance yes. of XYZ blah 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 so you were you had well, to be and I was spent four years of Baylor as the best date to functions because I'm ready for any theme. Sure. I'm definitely not going to try to put it in you at the end of the night. Sure. Like there are no, like I am super fun. I dance well. I can sing. Like I went to I every bet. sorority function that existed oh my gosh. Uh, on the planet. But it was, and, and you're right. Then And that, that masculinity thing that's not super faith related, but it's also a thing that like sensitive kids in the South experience separate from people that deal with sexuality issues, but it's double compounded. It's mm-hmm. so, like already feeling outsider for like not playing football and for not being sports and being a skinny kid who wanted more than nothing to sing in the choir and all of that. Right. Um, and so, and then to be at this like post-adolescent age and everyone's sort of preparing for like the next phase of life and like mm-hmm. feeling like you're just staring at a wall. Like there's nowhere, like it can't go over it, it can't mm-hmm. go under it. You know, there's, there's, if I don't break through this, like it should be over. So then it did get, so my ultimate like stepping away was about sexuality because at that point in my life, I was not at all familiar with denominations and things that existed, you know, that are, and, and honestly, we're talking like late 90s, 2000, affirming, even denominationally, was like barely brand new. Like at that point, it was sort of like Unitarian only, or like... Yeah, to like, my like, memory, that's Like that was kind yeah. of it. Like we were far from the conversations yeah. about Methodists and people like being right. being welcoming. Um, and, and so when those two things combined, my issue with like people going to hell, and then my issue with like, this is a... a I'm, not, I'm not welcome in this world if I tell everybody this story. Mm-hmm. And now I have to acknowledge this is really a part of me. Mm-hmm. So I had the queer thing that a lot of people, queer people have, where like your life is suddenly split by the coming out process. Yes. You know, where like, like, life exists up until this like giant line in the sand. And I sort of took the chicken route out and like left a lot of people right after college, like let people dissipate from my life rather, and then let Facebook like take care of the rest of the coming out process. <laughs> like I know lots like, of conversations were had about oh, it. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and then like friends called and did like did the like cancer concern head, you know, as they found out and like wanted to pray <laughs> about it for me. Head. You know, C-C-H. like, yeah. oh no. Pounder. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's like the like where you and then you're making them feel better, except when you're gay, it's the opposite because they're like earnestness has done as much damage, I think, to queer people of faith as arrogance, like as dogma. Can you break down what that would look like? Well, like there's you? a like the like it's just not what God wants for your life. Like I'm praying for you and we're praying for you and healing. I and, love you, but 
And this oh. is a part of well, it's like at its base, at its basis, it's the love the sin or hate the sin thing. Yes. The problem is when the thin the sin is a part of who you are, whether you engage in the activity or not. That's extreme. No weird. queer person hears like we hate something that isn't you. They hear we hate you. Yeah. There's no you know, yeah. and every other sin is different. Like even when you talk about alcohol, like all the ones people want to parade out next to it: alcoholism, kleptomania, like right. pedophilia, the, like <laughs> the list that goes along with the like queer or gender identity is is like always like these terrible actions <laughs> tax fraud what As, you know it's like i'm Murder. gay whether yeah. i'm sucking a dick or not like it's it's it is fundamental yeah. i mean don't get me wrong like love it love it like definitely and once, that's in the apocrypha I'm obviously it is like a mary magdalene like that bitch is like oh it's her gosh. story has some, like she's seen some things Amazing. that's oh, yeah. my girl um, but no, so that that weird love the sin or hate the sin conversation. Yeah, and like that, I'm coming at you with like I have so much care, and for it you, is like, but the, also like the judgment. I don't like what you are. You know, yeah. people that deal with judgment can make a clean break. They they you know, my family rejected me, and I walked out, and I built my own family. Mm. I find actually in talking to a lot of queer people of faith that like it's actually harder the people who love you in spite of is the statement. You know, uh, it's like I love it's you just in spite always of. Always there, and it's just drawn out. Well, thing. and it's like, yeah, and it's like when we're praying for you, and that's not what we want for you, and you know, it's not healthy. And then, and then uh, there's the like secret AIDS books that get put in your trunk because you like drive off to places oh, or whatever. You know, like, you know, it's Ooh. like yeah, concern troll, like the original concern trolling. <laughs> and I is, feel, and, and for uh, as much as like a straight person can identify with that conversation, talking with people who are disappointed. I remember specifically talking to a guy about this show who was disappointed in what I was doing with it and disappointed of how we were wielding the platform and influencing and blah, 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 blah. And I said, the way you talk to me about this work makes me feel like you're my dad and I just came out to you and you said, son, I love you and I hope you do what's right and I hope you do what's best. Mm. It's the only, in my head, it is the most comparable thing. So I can't imagine, just as an example, I can't imagine what it's actually like to live out that isolation. That's a great similar metaphor because it really is. And and, and so to have people, friends, like your whole, and I'm definitely from the like, it was my whole world. Like, you know, the CCM of it aside, like the the world of faith, like was my entire world. Yeah, and like, like if I rolled through Facebook, the number of like ministers and pastors and like planted (laughs) churches that are like from the people that I grew up with, you know, who love me and care for me and like want to pray for me and like know that that's just not the plan I want to debate like get deep into like the Bible verses and like the translations oh, and man. and I've stopped doing the theological thing because I think that's not important I think I, I'll transition for you to the like so where are you now before I take up because as I said at the beginning I, like I can do this all night and, yeah. and, and, no, and honestly I could listen to you talk about this all night and too because for like the navel gazing that I've done on it you know like I've spent a lot of time with a wide variety and range of people and, and faith experiences mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where I, I, my, I made a movie called Southern Baptist Sissies that's by a playwright called Doug Shores, my producing partner, that's about four guys who grew up in the Southern Baptist Church who are all gay and how they each respond to it differently. Oh, so I have yeah. had these conversations with from the most dogmatic to the most rejected and, and sort of assimilated a lot of the, the, the various uh, things. But I, my issue now is... I think, like, as a baseline, I think faith is great. I think what it does for a lot of people is amazing. I think the problem is that so much of what happens when, ironically, when more than two or more are gathered together, <laughs> is that it suddenly becomes about the rules mm. and the inability to not tell other people, not just this works for me, but this is why it works, should work for you. You know, the first part of the conversation I love can listen to it about any faith all night long. Mm. What works for you? Great. Except Scientology. That's some bullshit and it's a cult. <laughs> Anyway, uh, hard disagree. I have an announcement at the end of this show. Perfect. Um, good luck. You know, protecting rapists and that kind of thing. Like that's your cult. 
Leah Remini's my hero. Love that. Um, no, but like, but what, whatever works for you, great. And I really mean that, and I really feel that now. Yeah. I went through the like horrible, like heaven's gonna be boring, it's like sardonic yeah. phase. <laughs> I love and flaws and humanity, and, and I actually do mean that. I'm like, if we're gonna sit around and play harps and like nobody ever does anything wrong, what am Sounds I gonna have to make bad. jokes oh, about? Heaven boredom is something we've talked about. It. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah. like, I don't know if we're like, if everyone like looks flawless, like yeah. what am I gonna have to make jokes Are about? Babies. Like, I, like uh. if I like, I like the harp. Like, I learned to play heart and soul on it because my girlfriend in high school's oh. mother played the harp. You're welcome. Wow. Multitudes. I am like a so blooming onion. Stuff there. Just peeling away the layers, so but they're all fried. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but it's the like anything outside of that. It's the, it's yeah, like, like rarely does anybody share well. And this is why it should work for you. Good. I just don't yeah. hear anybody deliver that well. And I, so I feel like if you keep your testimony to like, this is my life and this is what works for me and allow people to come to you, great. Here for you all day long. You do anything beyond that and I don't have time for you anymore. It, I really it don't. It's so difficult for a reason to do that part of the talk without sounding like the sleaziest salesman on the planet. Yeah. You know, like it's just, and everyone feels that too. Like it's not, it never feels genuine. Never is a strong word, but it just never feels good. And it never feels like an invitation. It feels like, Oh, suddenly this changed into some whole different mood. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't think so. If somebody asks you, great, all bets are off. But I feel like that's the only thing I accept anymore is like, live your life according to what, to your faith journey. And if somebody says, Hey, you seem, tell me about it. Great. The door is open for you. But right. if the door isn't like knocking on doors, like I just can't. Like here's a blanket. Let me tell you about Jesus. Accept him because we like helped you in your village. And like, you have to. Yeah. Nah, well, you also like cured malaria in our area. And so like I'm sort of into what you're like, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah. yeah. I was reading a book one time about a missionary who went down to Mexico and they, they kind of helped start like a football league. This is um, the very worst missionaries, but some of you probably read it. But uh, she said one time uh, there was like, you know, a group of white people, missionaries coming through and they'd brought all this football gear and everything and then but of course tagged on to that was like now everyone has to sit and hear us you know yeah. talk about the gospel it's like sitting through a time yes. share so she was Legit. there with them before they came and she saw them powwow and and they all like three of them volunteered of like okay when they ask who wants to be saved like we'll raise our hands right <laughs> just so they but like hey move on you gotta you done the white yes table. exactly and then be like and then the you know the sometimes you plant literal seeds yeah and I don't mean that to sound uh, like like I'm being mean about those guys or anything yeah. I think that's just hilarious and like proves the point of like no one but also and like sometimes you just do it because your friends are and like literally if you need to like start the wave like you didn't throw the rock in hard enough like like, um, but so I so I'm sort of at like I am agnostically desperately wanting it to be true I desperately want the end of this monologue ongoing conversation and I still have I mean I literally even now I've like have panic attacks in the middle of the like at night about like just gravity going to stop working because I've like thought too far into this conversation with God. Like it's still going. Yeah. Like it's still no. You don't have to wrap it happening. up in a bow. It doesn't have to be tight. And but I desperately want it to be true. And my sincerest hope now is like to get there and be like I did. Like I did my best. You know everything I thought along the way. You know how I did it with me and interacted with other people. What my journey was. And if that's not enough, I don't want to be there. Mm. And if it is, I also hope the answer is. And there are more ways than the one that you than the one that you follow. Yeah, yeah. I, I end up in a sort it. of humanist yeah. place of maybe there are different routes to the mountaintop if we stop judging like so many things. I mean, there's some things that are bonkers. I mean, honestly, I kind of want to be a Mormon sometimes and just get a planet that I get to be in tr- control of because that sounds awesome. That's super fun. Oh, yeah. 
Because, I mean, being the king of your own universe sounds pretty great. Like, Thanos that's, style. Guys. That's Amen. one of their things that I totally get. <laughs> it's the weird, like, aliens in the volcano part that's weird. <laughs> no, like, but, but the humanist thing of, like, the, the base things that are true of lots of, the, of lots of faiths about how we treat each other and mm-hmm. what that means and what it means about, like, the divinity in all of us and whether that's, like, your personal divinity or it's Jesus as you because you accepted him as your savior. You know, I want, I, that is my hope. That is where, that mm-hmm. is where I sort of land in my ongoing yeah. experience of that's it. That's lovely. It's really lovely. I mean, speaking specifically to the issue of sexual identity and homosexuality in particular, I think people who listen to this show, and there may be some who are not affirming, and if they're listening still 40 episodes in, I hope they continue to. I will say, though, I think we've mentioned it before, I think the most common thread other than those capital B big questions of what about hell and this doesn't make sense and justice and a loving God and and all these things. But the number one ground level question that is the breaking point is, yeah, but we're going to treat gay people like this. Totally. And opting into this and this thing that I believed for a majority of my life personally was true. And that maybe a lot of people are going through right now listening to this or currently believe. I think, um, and a lot of this is informed by having a friend in suburban Texas growing up who was one of my best friends who struggled with same-sex attraction, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like you said, you can do the theological breakdown. You can do, but Paul versus Leviticus and blah, 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 blah. But for me, it does at a certain breaking point become a game that you can opt into if you want to or opt out of if you want to. And when I, and I don't know if I would ever be in the position, but when I think about potentially becoming a father and my kid, my daughter or son would say, dad, I'm queer, I'm bi, I'm gay, I'm trans, whatever. I'm not I'm not playing the game of well, let's have a discussion and we're going to take mm-hmm. you to this reparative thing. Not doing it. And I'm a thousand percent okay being wrong. And it's like, well, you're not being biblically faithful and God's going to judge you for XYZ. I think that's fine. I'm fine with it. Oh yeah. So well, it seems well, very obvious that the costs so far outweigh the benefit of like getting this theologically right, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. Well, at the cost of and it's lives. Also, it's also you know, for yeah. me, I don't have time anymore. Like I can't. I I like don't even engage in the arguments anymore it. with biblical literalists. Yes. Like if you don't know enough about how the Bible is put together and like the creation myth and how it was a reaction to the multi-deity like creation myths of the time. Like if if you haven't questioned far enough into your faith, even to solidify it, to like understand the context mm-hmm. of like how God used the people he used to tell the stories he told to assemble the book that he assembled. I'm even I'm happy to go down that. But like if you don't understand the context and so you want to clobber with like translated, like the like, I don't have time verses, for, yeah, yeah. It's like you just want to win, yeah. and that's not about people. And I go back to, at the end of the day, if 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 you need it to be a sin, and that's your story, fine. But like, to me, the sins are the ones that hurt people, that hurt yourself. You know that the, like that. That's what it comes down to. And yep. I love is not a sin. 
And so if, if you can't draw the line there, I don't know that you, bu- that you understood any of the rest of what Jesus had to say. Yeah. Like if it's important enough to you to win that argument, you missed his real point because he came and said the things he said to be more important than all of the, those other things. Mm-hmm. Go read those red letters. Mm-hmm. They the are more important. Like, Amen. Like in love is letters. not hate. Like there is not a section about what hate is in the Bible. There is a long series of what love is. And so, yeah, so if it's more important to you to be right about the sin, like, you're not doing it right anyway. You missed the big picture yourself mm-hmm. for the trees. Hell yeah. I'm going to let you have the last word because that mean, was so good. Like Emerson hours, did a like victorious kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really did. You guys, for the listeners who might have felt like we went way too long on that, like, this was the short version. This was the no, cliff notesiest version. We didn't go long enough. Of my journey. We'll I'd- call this... Emerson volume one. Like really I'm just Please, campaigning to come back. Yes. Like obviously we've done the story part, but I'll just be like an addendum on several other teasers. episodes. Yeah, sure. You're welcome. We need more. Oh, there's but some like, crumbs we could then, pick oh, up. Like <laughs> like that so many of these threads have like have so many long stories. You're welcome. Hell yeah. We didn't even do my CCM music and we probably should go to the topic. Sure. Mm. Well, let's do this. Let's actually take a quick break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Well, let's dive in. Yes. Come on, let's go. I was just skimming over my notes and just it it came back to me what we uh, what we went through. Well, oh, before man. <laughs> before we jump into this blue song sentient oh, so songbook, I do want to ask briefly about your CCM stuff. Because part of our introductory email was one of the bullet points I remember is you said, I saw Point of Grace when they were called Say So. Oh, yeah. oh you're welcome. I definitely did. They performed Amazing. in my middle school on a Wednesday night service when yeah. they were Say So before they rearranged the vocal parts and figured out who was supposed to be the soprano mm-hmm. and renamed themselves Point of Grace. Mm-hmm. Jars of Clay, their first CD, like before it was out, did our church camp. Wayne Watson was in my parents' Sunday school class. So like Sunday nights, Lorno Harris, like everybody rolled through our church. Were oh, there yeah. any of those that like made an impression on you at the time of like, all they're going to be a star? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, like, I mean, it's like, like I am all of CCM's target markets. Like it didn't matter what kind of CCM it was. I am their target market. It doesn't matter if it was like Sandy Patty, Steve Amerson, Gary Chapman, the like male crazy singers of like the Clay Cross, Jonathan Pierce, like crazy vocalists, mm-hmm. Truth, Newsboys, DC Talk. Some people got to learn the hard way, and I always wanted to learn, <laughs> learn the, hard, the way. hard 
I also think I was also someone sexually attracted to him and that definitely made it weird. Mm-hmm. I had all those voices at Jonathan Pierce, Healing Hands was like the song I listened to on the plane flying to Singapore crying into my pillow about how Aww. my parents were ruining my life but oh, I was man. giving it up to God, God because this was clearly it. part of the journey for he knew he had a plan for me, plans to prosper me That's and not right. to harm me. Hey, Jabez Works style. all things together for good. Um, and Stephen Curtis Chapman and, and then we really move on. Uh, the Great Adventure, this is how much I was a CCM boy. From like fourth to eighth grade, when The Great Adventure came out, the opening prologue that I know your listeners have heard talked about at length. Uh, yeah, but like the instrumental that came before it. Yes. Oh, sure. What Gen- you didn't track. get From into is that yeah. the cassette tape, you're welcome, had a writing inside it that Stephen had written about like the plan for your life. Wow. And I figured out what moment in the prologue that you needed to start reading it aloud <laughs> to end right before Shut up. the saddle up your horses moment. And I would get the cassette tape liner out, hit the play on the prologue, lay in bed, and at the right moment, start reading it. And I would get out of bed to get dressed for the first day of school when it said saddle up your horses. Because oh, this year was going to be different. My. And I wasn't going to cry in the bathroom while I ate my lunch. And Jesus was going to walk with me down the hallway, even if no one else did. Oh, like, wow. I am all of CCM's target. Oh, oh my God. Like, I, this, literally, this music, this I have such sense of memory. This year is going to be different. That I will tear up to this song. That's where you started it, by the way. That moment, that transition this is, is where, when you start to is where you start it. doing with the, the reading. trumpet solo. Yes. Okay. You're welcome. Honestly, if this doesn't get you saved, I don't know what will. Literally. Reading I, Stephen Ch- Curtis Chapman's words, um, <laughs> hearing this. Did you have any CCM crushes? Uh, Jonathan Pierce was a hardcore one. Mine were okay. always vocal yeah. related. Um, because, oh my gosh, he sang like a black man and like uh, like that white boy black man thing that like we loved in CCM in like the <laughs> mid 90s. <laughs> you know, when we transitioned from Michael W. Smith and like mm-hmm. the frosty long highlights. Right. Somewhere, somehow, the great Michael Smith, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant duet that's definitely not a Christian song is just a love duet. Oh, yeah. Do you not know this song? Mm. Which one? Somewhere, somehow. Uh, it is the Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant duet. This is like the it was like Johnny the Cash June pinnacle of like, like early CCM culture was like them finally doing a song. I mean, look at together. that mofo staring right like through this, this frosted uh-huh. like Annie Potts hair. <laughs> Chowing down on silence. sausage cups. Like, <laughs> like the breathiness combination of this moment. And also this was the song about the woman. That I was going to I'd stay here with you. Why does he sound so young? He was. Why would he do it like this though? That was just his voice. No, it was to match Amy Grant because he was a, a, a They're pretty both they're both pretty breathy. Yeah. They're both bass. After too. you're gone from sight. It is like kind of upsetting to me that they didn't end up together. Uh, the, oh, like this is right. the thing. She picked Vince Gill. Guys, not Smith. Gil, guys, heart, but like their, uh, their Michael, lives aren't over yet. Michael was uh, my Kentucky Rose. Should like, we be matchmaker? The light hot vortex of just Christian sex. And uh, wait between these you. two. And this is not about the Lord. Here we go. Far beyond today. Oh, it's almost the Five of Goes West song. I yeah. find a way to find. Also, it's about like unrequited love and like someday I will find you again. It was like melancholy sadness. 
okay. my like 13 year old angst ridden heart like couldn't handle it it oh, was yeah. this and the bodyguard soundtrack so that explains a lot for me it was come what may from the moonland rouge yes. soundtrack and that was like when my i was college. 12 oh, yes. or yeah. 11 oh yeah come what yeah. may and so that was my powerful. college that was the last time i believed in love i think Perfect. Um, you know, where fine. did you leave off with CCM? I left CCM in like 2000. Like right at the, like as we switched to the Hillsong period, mm-hmm. like when like Hillsong started copying the thing that Hail was Hillsong. already happening at all our church. Antioch, like that whole world that came yeah. out of Waco. Yeah. Like Antioch was started by one of my college roommates' brothers. Like that's, Ooh. you're welcome. For the listener at home, explain <laughs> Antioch. I mean, it was one of the big like, that weird, super sincere, like get rid of all the form of church, mm-hmm. you know, in order to like do a very different kind of performative. We don't care. Like it started as a church under the freeway right beside Baylor. Okay. Sure. Like it was like we pulled it up folding chairs. It was like ministry to the homeless. We don't care about any of that. It was like a big response to the performative like CCM. And very polished. Yes. Kind of thing. Okay. Like, it introduced that super sincere speak to where we transitioned from like very form driven prayers just like Jesus of my homeboy did and you like, guys ever read Lord, Ragamuffin Gospel with here. I did not oh that. Francis oh gosh what's his name do you remember this yeah yeah I, the Ragamuffin Gospel and... into it yeah and oh gosh it, it was like what's this um it was like a graphic version of the Bible like graphic as in like graphic design <gasps> oh, and it was yes. like torn up newspaper Wait, the Ragamuffin what? Gospel was? yeah oh yeah, I, I think yes, so yes yes are yes, you know what I'm talking about yes. yeah and it was like it was all visual and Brennan so it Manning. was like Okay. That's his name. Yeah. And it was yes. like, you know, a new way to approach the gospel. And it yeah. was, it was, I think straight up, and this is horrible looking back, but it was straight up like, like homeless people understand Jesus better than we do. So oh, yeah. how do we appropriate oh, yeah. homelessness into yes. our gospel yes. idea? There is a great Colin Ray song Hence called Ragamuffin. What If Jesus Comes Back Like That Six Months Early Hooked on Crack. He's not even a CCM artist, but it's one of my favorite Christian adjacent lyrics of all time. What if Jesus comes back like that? Six months early, hooked on crack. And I was like, this is real close to racist. But yeah, so that's so that's that's the cliff notes of like some of the CCM. A lot of uh, CCM concerts at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, I presume. (laughs) That just like like I felt that in my soul. Oh my God. It's also like the first place I saw a non-Christian concert, which was Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow. But oh my God, so many at Cynthia. Yeah, oh yeah. Cynthia Woods? Oh, just the out Cynthia on the grass Woods in the back Mitchell with the cool Pavilion. kids. It was like this outdoor amphitheater I with actually, like grass seating. Yeah, oh, okay. I love yeah, I actually love it. Oh, as a venue. Cool. I went there uh, four years ago for a Springsteen concert. It was yeah. terrific. Yeah. It's where they do yeah. like Truth Fest and Peace Fest and all those Ooh. things. Sort of I okay. saw a plus one. Jackie Velasquez Maybe there. Texas. Jackie Velasquez. I love her. I Cademan's Call, Bebo Norman. Now I'm just name checking important Well, Bebo names. was the real heartthrob of Christian women. Yes. Growing up. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And now he holds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And still? now he's just a no. carpenter. <laughs> Is it still holding? Who's the, the, who's the heartthrob of CCM? Now? Right now. Currently? Justin Bieber? <laughs> No, He's, but that pastor of his, Carl Lentz. Yeah. I think Carl Lentz Gosh. is gunning for it in his weird way. Carl Although Lentz. Carl Lentz is the Hillsong pastor, I believe. Sure, uh, okay. I mean, he, he's the one. There's there's a breed of dude bro pastors from the Hillsong contingent mm-hmm. that look like they would beat me up and make fun of me. Yeah, and see, it's funny yeah. because weirdly, it's a very aggro, like masculine but artsy, like guy. that kind of John Hammond baby driver haircut yeah. on yeah. top. Yeah, yes, yeah. But it's taken on this aggro thing that I'm like, ironically, is way worse for like the sensitive queer totally. kids that just want to sing in your choir because like 
the one great equalizer of church was that like even those guys had to be nice to you there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they weren't anywhere else, you know, and now I'm like, and that, I treat you like a, you're like small. when we switched from like, hey, we're just like you like turn the chair around to like, yeah, we're like super into like modern. I'm like, you actually have swung that too far. Mm-hmm. I, I will say welcoming mm-hmm. in a way. If you have if you want to have fun, look up Carl Lentz's uh, book cover for his new book. He's just like, huh? Oh, who me man. just kind of posing on the cover <laughs> anyway manly for jesus i mean it's a marketing thing anyway speaking of books salty oh, oh my gosh guys how have we waited so long to get oh, to salty so i grew up a little bit with salty but what i grew up with uh we had the albums and the tapes and stuff and i texted my mom to confirm like we were super into this right like <laughs> charity church mouse and she she apropos of nothing was like oh yeah charity church mouse Risky rat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she that back. said the name. But the one that I saw the most was not this one. It wasn't scary salty. It was animatronic, bit of a budget salty, which was Celebration yeah. Station. Yeah. So, yes. the, so the, the version that we watch for this, Kids Praise 4, <laughs> Grammy-nominated Kids Praise 4, Salty is a man in a suit. The Celebration Station one stars Bethany Joy Lenz of One Tree Hill fame. And... Uh, what? Oh yeah, baby. Oh my god, that's so exciting. And then spoiler alert, at the end of that movie teases Salty about to get dunked into a huge cauldron by a bunch of uh well, native savages and then it promises like to be continued on the next kids praise and then like they an never end made of the, the spear scene and salty. Yeah, yeah, it's cuz the early kids praise cuz it started in 1980. Yeah. was the was him. It, it was also like let's be honest, Ernie. like he and his wife, Ernie and his wife. Yeah. Deb, uh, Deb, uh, yeah. yes, Deb. Deb. I mean, failed community theater performers like needing Very an outlet. Very cute when they were young. By adorable. the way, adorable, adorable. Sure. The wife looks like the lead girl in Schitt's Creek. I get it, like, Debbie, not the wife. She has a name. I'm so sorry. I Two of the three that. movies yeah. I've made were Debbie. so I could have parts in them. Like I am not judging your hustle, uh, but it wasn't until later that we anthropomorphized Salty himself to be like just the book. Like it, it can't was, be emphasized enough how scary salty looks in this early version and i think you were talking about yeah there's like this animatronic where they gave him like a cartoon face that's not a human's face this one the makeup on him okay not only made no sense but was contoured with weird gold and blue to almost make him look scarier and they couldn't decide from like year to year because this is also during the like white afro year yes where he has like silver face and like raccoon eyes and it's like i'm like and a blue why the silver face like are we appropriating tin man culture oh yeah and we need to talk and then we did like more and then we did bluer face with a bieber swoop like yeah, the next I saw year, that one. That was Kids, Kids Praise, Praise 5, 5, where he goes camping. It changes camping. too much. By the way, the two best are like charity and camping. Like 10 is pretty good too, but like the ones in between are like, <laughs> it's kind of iffy. We in the car had a cassette tape that just held 10 cassettes and it was the 10 Kids Praise okay. Salty cassette tapes. Did you have any experience with Salty okay, growing up? Yes, but the, the only like really strong memories I have are hearing some of the songs and then some of the story ones. Yeah. And then I have a very strong memory of seeing Melody covered in wrapping paper because the episode was on like accepting yourself and she was having image issues basically yes. and so she was Whoa. like taping wrapping paper on her book cover because she wanted, she be wanted cool, to be pretty be different. Yeah. yeah and then they were like take the, pra- the you know you look I was better. always really more for rhythm because he was like the black sheep I always felt like he probably didn't actually have any but yeah. the, the the broad overview from what I understand of this is basically just there's this like brief interview like a seven minute interview with 
the couple mm-hmm. on YouTube from a couple years ago. And it sounded like, for all intents and purposes, they wanted it to be like a cartoon. And oh. they were like, oh, we could have like a little cartoon guy. And it started as albums. It didn't start as yes. videos. The videos were a tie-in to the Kids Praise albums. Yes. So when they did the albums, it's really easy to just draw this guy. Like, you know, kind of bland He's looking, yeah. non-threatening. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, because they're literally just musicals on tape. And that's, that's how was, they made it first. That makes so much because sense, Because the too. dialogue is in it. It's yeah. real short scenes, like straight through. And okay. then there's funny, like slight additional dialogues on occasion in the live ones. Mm-hmm. Because they needed to transition from locations. We'll get to my favorite one in a minute. Or we'll if they ever shoot yes. on location... They are uh, uh, lip sync battling to the tracks from the album because they don't want to bother recording I the mean, sound yes. outside. Yes, it's yes. also like it explains so much about why I came out of the closet anyway because it introduced me to lip syncing, to live performance. Charity Churchhouse was my first drag the queen. She was the first diva. Oh yes. <laughs> Wait, and what's her what's her drag name? Oh no, that is it's like, just Charity Churchhouse. Church yes. Oh yeah, Charity. Like any t- literally to this day, anybody talks about like a stripper named Charity. I'm like Church Mouse. Like Charity. I can't mm-hmm. not say it after uh, somebody. Yeah. Do you give to Charity Church Mouse? This makes sense too because when I was watching this video, I was so annoyed by like the lack of story. It just felt like short transitions to get to the next song. They were and they were to the point where there was yes. one where like I don't think they even did a transition. They just went back to back into songs. the next song. <laughs> and it was the, like, what is happening here? And all of this is is to shout at Charity. And, and before like funny one I've never been snarky about this period of my life and so this is hilariously trauma- re-traumatizing altogether um, to re- really what they they were doing there wasn't children's Christian fun programming you know before we get into the 70s acid trip that it is the actual production of it you know all we had were like vacation Bible school songs like we were singing the Lord yeah. told well, there was Noah like Davy and Goliath and Arche, Arche. Mm-hmm. there were like a few things but, but there it was wasn't so like, little yeah. like genuinely programmed genuinely oriented at kids they were really on the forefront with Maranatha of like how do we write like new fun things to get kids to know these stories, to get these themes yes. in a way that isn't just preaching a sermon at them. Right. So like you're saying without Larry, uh, Salty, there's no Larry. There's no Larry. There's no Barney. I mean, come How on. How dare like, you? <laughs> <laughs> I do think it, yeah, it, it felt patterned after like Sesame Street a yes. little bit and yes. like Barney and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but think about it, like so far before Barney, like only Sesame Street existed. And then I guess in retrospect, is the Donut Man really just Burger king Salty? because first of all that's definitively a plushy sex act you just (laughs) described (laughs) so so then i started burger king King. or salty salty donut when donut Donut man Man. oh my god with burger king salty i was like yeah ooh. (laughs) i'm gonna give him i'm gonna pray for that i promise keepers my porn group (laughs) i'm into this weird plushy porn with salty i've been visualizing it and i can't stop yeah Um, yeah this is a which donut man in retrospect not, not that creepy. Donut Man had the same thing too, where it was just back to back song, very little story, uh-huh. just children in a group singing t- to no one. It yeah. was weird. Yeah. Although his was more of an auteurship because he he wasn't working with his wife. That's on true. It. Correct. It was well, just the Donut Man being but also, the Donut Man. She's introduced late. Like she is not a featured character until this one. This Charity? is the fourth kid's praise. His yeah. wife, like Debbie, is but like. Isn't she singing on the album? Yeah, absolutely. Before but you know what Tina? happened when she was like, "We're gonna keep doing this. I'm tired of being like a backup singer." Let me in this story. Charity. Uh, you need to write me a starring role. And you could tell he was like, fine, then I'm going to write you that you want to be the star. And the whole point is you shouldn't want to be. Yeah, you should be Because the entire theme Charity's of this episode. storyline is, is such a bummer. Uh, but she's also like my life journey and why it took me so long to decide to be a performer. Is this her song? But it's the opposite draw, of that. Because oh, she decides to be a performer and then they're like, you should actually just go into ministry for free. <laughs> here we go. Found it. Oh, here we go. 
Is that really Debbie, you think, doing a voice? Oh, yeah. I think so. Is she doing an impression of Dolly Parton? There it is. Um, it's like Dolly Parton. She invented that Alice Morissette affectation. With the RPM sped up. And also, yeah. but wait, think about the meta level of this song right now. One, it's slightly racist because it's a little bit judgment of gospel-y music. But well, it's she wants also to be a gospel singer. Super judgmental of performative vocal performances. Mm-hmm. While being church. a performative mm-hmm. vocal yes. performance. It's like judging Christina wow. Aguilera. Sure. At it's church. like Christina Aguilera making fun of people because that do runs. Didn't your churches go through that that period of like, if you overperform the vocal, it's about you, the vocalist, right. and not about the message of the music. Unless you can twist it more into like, but I, if I sing my best vocal, that's my best for God. Well, and the, you know what the best example of that is of all time? What? It is Christina Aguilera's Hark the Herald Angel Sing off of her Christmas album, <gasps> which is the most oversung... <laughs> Song of church of all time. Like, there, she has no idea what the song is about. Like, in any way. Like, definitely doesn't. It's like, just a vessel. It's like she read the... Like, if I sang something in Mandarin and you just wrote it out for me phonetically, that's the way she sings <laughs> Like, as if, like, there's just some consonants here Someone I have to hit. Sounds that I can use. And let me just show you everything my voice can do. And I'm Charity, here for it. Charity, <clears throat> uh, Church Mouse. Yes. Also, I felt like, did the makeup artist have some kind of beef with the group here? Because that was... The most horrifying mouse I've ever seen. She could have been so cute. Well, just draw a nose on her just nose. Give her a little nose. Give yeah. her a little well, ears. Like a Instead, little they like... made her a flesh-colored Whoville with giant yeah. ears. Yes. It was bad. Discs. I... It was terrifying. I think she was actually the inspiration for the live-action movies mm. in the Jim Carrey. Like, so. Jim and all Curry I could one. think about was like if her bottom lip could touch the snout, you know, when she yes. was talking. And like, <laughs> how long was she in hair and makeup? And hours. <laughs> okay, so oh. I, the general overview of it is. We don't know if he was a book that came to life um, through the power of Christ. So was a, when I was he a was pamphlet. a pamphlet Thank and went you. through pamphlet puberty. Well, we know he was a pamphlet, but by through what power did the pamphlet become and then his sentient? Bookmark dropped. Okay, to be really graphic, you know, like when you start growing hair down there, that's uh-huh. when he grew his cover. Okay, I'm curious. Like a, what, like a dust his, cover, like his, his hard pukes? cover. Is he an encyclopedia? Okay. Is he a tree? Well, he's know. a hymnal. He's a no, hymnal. but what's after this stage? You oh, what does he graduate to from this? No, he grows older. It's like the Giving Bible. <laughs> it's so so salty singing with the kids in the songmobile. They go to church. They charity church mouse. I'm sorry. Well, when you finish your own interview, can we play the intro where they sound insane and they're just like laughing and they're talking about how the dashboard's a piano. <laughs> I can't believe it on the songmobile. Is this it? The tailpipe's a clarinet. Yes. Hey kids, come over I do here like the and look at my new songmobile. Song this is quite a contraption, contraption salty. salty. What do you do with it? What the do? Shut up. We're not using any of those musical instruments, though, to play this track. <laughs> By the way, this looks all right, right? When you look at the album art, it seems yeah, like but that's like the way cartoon. updated modern art, I think. I feel oh, like that's pretty done. Oh, oh yeah, it's true because it says Grammy nominated in the corner. But even still, just Kenny, get your fucking hands off the keyboard. <laughs> that's all. I will murder you. The exhaust button's clear. The dashboard's a piano. He says it like, again. I, I literally no. He backed it up. 
Oh. The, I have the inflections memorized. Like, this is burned into my soul. Why do kids talk like this in musicals? I mean, they just learned it from the Mickey Mouse Screaming. Club. Like, it's all the same. Like, precocious yeah. terrorist children. There's one point where, <laughs> where they're talking about this incredible mobile so much that I it felt like the the construction worker on the mobile like held a gun to their head and said, talk more Tell about the features. everything about it. Then, Tell us how incredible. Um, it's oh, got good horsepower. <laughs> and then I really like the xylophone the structure's the really solid. Oh it's good mileage. <laughs> Can we get to eat this week? And then my- they say, uh, and we can see, oh, what is it? We can see even sing along the way. <laughs> Transition for <laughs> song. There's so also, sure. and it heads yeah, to my favorite transition the once they get there when he's like, help me squeeze there. the song mobile up these stairs and into the attic. <laughs> like they really wanted us to understand, don't worry guys, we could get it inside. We thought through the transport. We figured out the logistics of this. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Charity Church Mouse shows up. She wants to be a big star. She's going to be a gospel oh, yes, singing sorry, star yeah. at Mouse Tail Records she, in Hollywood. She, want, she wants to use her voice and then everyone's like, well, no, you got to have a servant's heart. And the main theme of the video is servanthood and being a yes. servant to all and a servant well, to others. They tell her too, like, did you pray and ask God if he wanted you to be a star? <laughs> Sounds like and you're a minion of the dark lord. And this, <laughs> wait, but literally this very prayer fucked me up for it so long. everybody up. Well, but it's about wanting okay. to be a singer or an entertainer. Like, yes. To the point where I finally had someone in, in high school say to me, she said, God doesn't care what you do with your life. He cares how you do it. Stop after trying to figure out like what you should do. Yeah. You have this talent, this use it. Yeah. But I like I, literally was like, no, but like literally like if I do it for the wrong reasons, am I doing it for self-glorification? It's hard to know. Then I like shouldn't be doing this. Like mm-hmm. to the point where I started out in college, like doing international, rela- like I was like, literally, I don't think this is the plan for my life. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of this. Because it started of this. when I was like five. Like if you want to be an entertainer, Because I was like, I don't want to be a charity church mouse. Yeah. I'm supposed to direct the church mouse choir <laughs> not go to hollywood what's the equivalent of the church mouse choir community theater. Theater. <laughs> it's supposed to dr- the like waco civic theater would have been the Bunch church mouse choir thick for me. little units you guys, in the waco all those of my church mice were so thick and i laughed for a minute straight when they came out just because their little bodies well and and i'll say uh, and the way they like bubbled around oh there's probably a quarter of them actually lip syncing to the oh, song as well. Yeah. Like, and then, you mean the rest are not? Right. Oh, correct. Okay, can yeah. we talk about the pigtail girl when the she sings face. her solo? The, the crazy face. The Caroline Ely Oh yeah, that's children's choir. This one. One, that is 100% me doing the most, hamming it up, compensating for everybody mm-hmm. else because yes. I know the moves and I need to make sure everyone knows. But also, was she being dubbed by like a four-year-old? Well, Did you notice how they young cast, she sounds? Well, because they cast them afterwards. So they just cast a girl that was too old for the voice they used in the oh, recording. But I think some okay. of her some of her lines were live and some of them were, were synced. Pre-rec- that so makes so much more sense. it's a whole mess. Yes. Of, some of the dialogue was, transitions that yeah. are added. It was really creepy are live to watch. In the space. Because it's like probably a 14, 15 year old girl. By the way, all these kids are from the same tall, lin- like thin, lanky family. <laughs> all cousins. And she's singing like, when God wants me to do like singing like a four year old well she was just a big Marilyn Monroe fan and so she famously based her vocal performance on her dang I should have known that but I now as an adult my favorite line is to be a star you have to be a servant that's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like now I identify with that that's side ridiculous. of it instead of like yes. the like seeking humble servant yeah, make like, me no, a servant. I'm like no 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 no. So anytime Charity tries to use the songmobile, it doesn't work. It not only does it not work, oh. it works to the tune of an ayahuasca trip, <laughs> obviously, because it everything gets rainbow colored and fuzzy and like Wayne's World like, transition. Yes, the dream in Wayne's World. Oh man. So so then at one point she has. A, a confused in a confusing structure, we finally meet the villain, Risky okay. Rat. Mm-hmm. And this was probably the most important thing that okay. introduced me to the concept of like Brechtian, like totally separating the audience from the moment. Mm-hmm. Is the fever dream like this girl the is born dream out? Sequence since Dumbo. I don't know where they hiked from, but she came up to the Amatic, insulted Limburger, and then immediately needed a nap. She oh, worked under music for like oh, 30 yeah, seconds. Oh, yeah. The church mouse gave her um, a bad cheese. Her chocolate chief chose tiny chutney. Gee whiz. That was which, tedious. First of all, like, charity chocolate chutney. Like, first of all, that's terrible, Limburger. Nobody wants to eat that. Gross. She falls asleep and then has this fever dream. And I'm definitely, do- as long as you. Charity, yes, hello, hello, indeed. I've heard about you, Charity Church Mouse. Yes, indeed. Your fame has preceded you. I'm Risky Rat from Mousetrap Records. Did you say Mousetrap? No, no, my dear Mouse Tail. That's Mouse Tail. Read my lips. I'd like to offer you a lifetime contract. Did you say contract? No, no, my dear contract. My dear contract. Read my lips. I remember this song. My dear, and signed on the dotted line. He keeps saying Why, contract. I'm glad yeah, contract. contract. My name right now oh, with a P. Contract. It's a trap. And then it goes uh, even further. Are you just kidding? I am just getting it. I was Which, like, what is this joke? He keeps shouting. I don't mm, understand. Oh yeah, it's a like consonant joke that doesn't work because, because you, you can't, can't hear, hear it. the difference between contract and contrap. Especially now with, with a mouse ass face on and you can't even <laughs> enunciate the now. words. And as if this peyote trip isn't enough, then suddenly the missing notes from her song enter as like the Hercules gospel muses backup choir. Church mice. The You're about boys. to miss the boat. The church mice have such ass on them. Uh, they I they are thick I apple was, bottom jeans. I was rock hard watching Gold. this Boots video. with the fur. <laughs> now, Have would, a furry moment. Would you call this song? I mean, to me, it reminds me of the monorail song from The Simpsons. Accurate. I mean, it's a little Gilbert and Sullivan. It, it's like the that the that and that spells that. Uh, yes. And like talk singing. Yeah. Yes. It's Rex yeah. Harrison, right my fair lady. In, right, right, right. Right here it's, in River City. Yes. Right, yeah. It's like one of That's those. That's capital P, and it rhymes with team that stands for what the fuck is this. <laughs> <laughs> Because this madness. was this was about uh, three decades before white Christians discovered rap music. Yes, in, and that was gonna really Man. change the game. Yeah, oh my and God. it was in Donut Man where they discovered where it. They yeah. came, where they were like, "Aha!" Correct. So we condemned gospel and we condemned performative oh, praise. Man. Yeah. And then she woke up from her fever dream and was like, JK, I'm going to direct the gospel choir. And now I have a song. I'm a Christian now. Love me. And And that's what I mean. She went into ministry. And also, but I'm going to be honest, make me a servant is a much better CCM song than Mm. that terrible gospel number she did when she entered. True. Well, this sounds like a song that they already wrote. Correct. And then repurposed for this. I'm not sure if it is This was already being performed in their churches. And it's also almost a rainbow connection. Yes. Except one that puts you to sleep. Those who are weak Someday will find it The rainbow I thought this was a Keith Green song for real. It sounds like a Keith Green song. Doesn't it? Yeah. You can imagine him wailing and crying over this. Make me 
He's crying, slobbering on his mic. And then, don't worry. Got a helicopter to catch. Bye bye. But like, that was her song, and then immediately she had like three more songs. Like she woke up from the steam with like a whole album. Yeah. Because she's like, that was my song, and also I'm about to sing another one. She works hard on this. She was like, I have my encore already prepared. Guys, the charity church mouse dropped the hottest mixtape of 1984. Yes. Charity. Well, hello, Charity. Yes, hello, hello, indeed. I've heard I can't you, get on board with Charity. She's so irritating to me. Oh no, she was like, I, I do think you can draw a direct line in my life from Charity Church Mouse <laughs> to like drag queens for me, like lip syncing to an overperformed I vocal number. She's I understand much- that, but she's not like funny. I want her to be a little biting, you know. Oh, I bit. also well, love a person that takes himself too seriously. That's my other favorite kind of comedy, <laughs> like somebody who is is a joke and doesn't know it. Yeah, fave. and is just like into it's it. It's like Real Housewives singing like, very like, hard. Yeah. She's the original uh, Diane Weiss. Don't speak in bullets Correct. over breath. Accurate. Broadway. <laughs> Yes, Madeline Kahn and Mixed Nuts, like whatever, all of our choices. <laughs> and uh, Caroline Falwell in uh, Heaven's Rain. <laughs> Caroline Ely in My Apartment. Candace <laughs> Akala in The Vampire Diaries. I don't know, now we're just falling down a yeah. <laughs> It's not a contest. Yet. But then Risky Rat, is he... What spectral plane does he exist Cor- He doesn't actually very exist. Good Hello, Wait, in is canon. Risky Rat Satan? Yes. Mm. Yes. A he spiritual being that appears to, to sell her. your soul to. Yes. Correct. Through mm. manipulate her to go to Hollywood. The to actual risky rat. The den of sin. Yes. I was. I think uh, Charity Church Mouse is far more palatable as a salty, but she, the makeup on her is far more more palatable, if I remember correctly, in the Celebration Station. Video. Correct. Yes. That isn't this because yeah. this is truly. Um, it felt like. It was it was like uh, the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. Yeah, Seriously. she was on the so scary. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. And, and also maybe somebody beats Salty, and that's why his eyes are blue oh, and his, the rest salty. of his face is silver. Say like something. Saltina might be abusive. So the themes of this, yes, is this a good message for children? Servanthood, being kind to others, lowering yourself, because they say specifically, if you want to be big in the kingdom of God, right, you must. Become a servant. This is uh, good in theory, but also bad because the the idea is uh, what you can earn out of being kind to other people, of course. Like, oh, if you want to be in God's favor, if you want to be good in the kingdom, if you want to be the best in the kingdom. So it's all these things that you earn rather than be kind to people because you should, because people deserve to be kind to, you know? I think there's one, there's the weird, like all of the major themes are in, you can't teach them to children because you need the nuance of like, but like, don't go too far with anything. Yeah. 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 But so starting from like, kind of flatten it out as a kid, uh, like it wasn't like, you do have the kids that want to be the best. So it's like, I'm going to be the best servant, which mm-hmm. like defeats the purpose. <laughs> but I do think it, it articulates a difficult concept for children. Like the idea of being a servant to other people. Yeah. It's difficult now. Oh because, yeah. Well, because, and it is. And, and just, and to differentiate the idea of what it means to be a servant have a servant spirit and how that is different from just being nice. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy, it's easier to teach kids, I think, to be nice. I think the concept of what it means to be a servant and put the needs of others first and to do mm-hmm. that in a, in a spirit of service. I mean, it is just being nice at the end of the day. Yeah, like it all right. boils down to like, just be kind to others. Yeah, but it's the difference between intent and decorum. But uh, yeah. Because yeah. decorum is just like, just like mind your manners. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, fart. kind of go out of your way to be kind to someone and yeah. try to I mean, do what you can. The, in Which, the list of terrible yes, things where she's like, I, for that guy down the street, because he's got his new skateboard. I'm like, we go a little far afield with the examples. <laughs> like I can help my mom do the dishes. It's great. Yeah. 
but I could give my grandpa a call. Like, yeah, I was going to say too, that, that is a very nice part. And I think that is important and difficult to teach to kids of like, Hey, there's ways that you can independently think of ways to be kind to someone just because, and not because you want to earn something or not because someone prompted you or whatever. And that's Mm -hmm. great. And I do think you take that part away from it as a kid is that, proactive kindness is different from being nice which is just like not creating waves in the world as you encounter it like proactively putting positivity into the you know in in the world through your words and your deeds I think is a is a is a different message and separate from it's crazy like I do think they managed to make that theme make sense to a child like mine yeah and I think that's wonderful that like ridiculous song just make me a servant like I really remember that I remember and that made sense to me as a kid like Mm -hmm. make me as I mean now as an adult I'm like that humble and meek stuff is exhausting well like, and that's just the other <laughs> like let's teach people yeah. like no to we're gonna this inherit is the world bro yeah, yeah like I'm not talking, waiting for that when you're talking about kids stuff too it's difficult to be like but the nuance wasn't there like well I know it's for kids we had this problem with Donut Man too but like and kids but are is, idiots but there is sometimes a dark side effect that you don't see at first which is also like if you teach kids to always be a servant too, that makes them like prey to being a doormat and being taken advantage of. And they, they don't know how to take care of their needs and like self care is lost, and, you know, to all that. Kind and of in stuff. all seriousness, my Jesus, my journey, like I was that kid, like yeah. took all of the lessons like too far right, yeah. and things, you know, like made everything about like the people around me, and, like, like burning yourself out. Didn't yeah. think I was worthy of friendship. Like learned that like, if I give you, if I fulfill your needs, if I'm there for you, for your problems, for your life, like mm-hmm. literally had friends sit me down in high school and be like, you need to break up with that girl. Be- one you're gay um, but also no but because like you're let like she's taking so much taking right. so much from you that you don't have anything spent. left for anybody else yeah, yeah. and and so I, I don't know I mean how do you teach a lesson to both the overachievers and to the recalcitrant child like there is no totally. no perfect answer <laughs> yeah. but I think sometimes we don't watch out enough for the kids that that go all the way mm-hmm. you know that because some, they get praised because like, we spend so much time so like the kind. worried about like the black sheep the bad kid whatever that we right. like the kids that like that do everything you know that do everything right can be the ones you need to worry about a little later yeah, yeah we point. never got kids praise 11 self care <laughs> I mean but like legit though like also sometimes slam the door in somebody's Just face and be like have Tonight, a spa day. I'm set gonna some boundaries. watch. <laughs> <laughs> Making a murderer. <laughs> Season one. Yeah. I mean, I think generally the intent of this is good and not evil, yeah, even if it's course. muddled in some way. I will say, and as we transition to our, our final thoughts, you know how this works, Emerson. We give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast, holy roast, holy toast. We're sending Salty to heaven where he can sing his little heart out forever. Or holy roast, we send him down to hell, which might be ruled by Risky Rat. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with you, Carolyn. Again, it can't be emphasized enough how horrifying aesthetically this show is. Like, y- you just will not believe the things you're going to see. When you come into this, it's so scary. You're welcome. It's amazing. And it's because of that hilarious to watch. And again, when those church mouse came onto the scene, the church mouse, I was belly laughed yeah. so hard. Well, especially they were a thousand percent, not at all choreographed. You could imagine the director saying, just do whatever. So they just, can't see out of the fit. Yes, like they can't, they have a, no it's idea. It's the comic effect of like a little kid in a snowsuit too. Yes. We're like <laughs> their arms like kind of are flailing. And they don't like have I it. I don't know how to deal with my body. Yeah. They don't have control of their bodies. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, they keep bumping into each other. Anyway, so for that alone, holy toast. For that alone. You're going to have a great time watching this. Uh, And yeah, it's just a weird fever dream that's kind of entertaining. And I'd say watch it with a group. You're going to have a good time. Okay. 
and I saved this for this moment. Yeah. Because I recreated this entire video in its entirety in my living room with my two younger brothers and performed it for my parents. No, you didn't. The playing whole thing? from beginning to end, <laughs> playing the role of Charity Church Mouse. I even made like a yellow construction paper cage for my brothers to lower down over me in the fever dream. No, you didn't. We performed the entire thing after days of rehearsals. For me, it will always get a holy toast. What wow. I would do to see that? I mean, Wait, I felt like I was salty. a climactic. No, uh, my brother, whatever. <laughs> I, like, no he doesn't gives a sing shit very about much. Actually, in this obviously, like, the, the star. star is charity, the star and is that charity. is who I played. Yeah, that was a good move. And to take it step from that, I do think the theme, like even now, like the themes of this, like stand up for children. I think there's a healthy way to talk about these things, and this still falls like definitively in the category of like if you listen to this in the kids in the car with your kids, they would walk away They're with a good fine. lesson. Yeah, maybe listen to the tape more than watch the visual. You see on Salty's Twitter a screenshot of the notes app apology. Of, <laughs> this doesn't reflect who I am. I'm a good book. I've been an entertainer. I'm a it's good like, book. It's literally a seven page yeah. of his pages, like written in my own blood and pages. Oh, man. I mean, and, and again, we didn't really break down the biology of Salty, but t- suffice to say, in Kids Praise 5, there is a moment where he says, read page 24 and the children open him good lord on a camping trip and they're like singing out of oh my his, god and it is grotesque out his ass yeah like literally like had to put their thumbs in it where where his butthole let would me be. spread my butt cheeks and for peel you. it open taking it back to your anderson cooper pooper joke all calling back all the way to the beginning Scout sort of setting and situation adding to the layers of wow problem we did not do this in royal ambassadors yeah. oh no 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 my no, gosh no. well I have a little, obviously, so uh, you'll see it in the picture this week. I have some nostalgic attachment to Salty. Was uh, that yours as a kid? Yeah, this oh, is I from my that. home. Oh my gosh. This is, uh, yeah, this is not a listener sent in gift <laughs> well, or anything like dirty, that. it's very dirty, so. It's very dirty. The Used, tag on it says will. 1989, <laughs> so this is literally oh as gosh. old as I Did am. Did you have your mom mail that to you or something? No, I picked it up last time I was home thinking we would do this I'm one I'm gonna day. need this. I'm gonna need you. <laughs> Did they have sex old like friend. front to front or pages to pages? I think, okay, well definitely pages her pages. pages like, like scissoring, cards. right? Yeah, like scissoring. Like the lesbian Page. myth shuffling cards yeah. yes and then, or binding to binding because that's that's hard. a little rougher sex make it hurt <laughs> what does harmony melody and rhythm come out of in saltina's uh table of contents yes <laughs> and she poops out of the index right <laughs> the epilogue right. the epic it's logs the, <laughs> the epic logs i hate <laughs> you you're fired i'm pro logs in my family I'm, um holy roast man I was really <laughs> off put. It was, I think, the aesthetics of it. Because, well, with this, it was so vomitously designed and produced. It made me feel an eternal sadness when I gazed upon the face of one charity church mouse, especially in comparison to my memories of oh, the same character in Celebration right. Station. Yeah. Where it's like adorable. Where she's just a nice lady and there's sweet little Bethany Joy lens to mm-hmm. the side of her. This is disgusting to watch. <laughs> Thick little church mouse units aside. But like maybe we won't make moral judgments some weeks on people's talents and what it means. Yeah, but, but this, this is, is like, horrifying. This is just gross. And see, I would not be the performer I am today, which is its own <laughs> thing, without oh, these. No. So I will continue to carry the torch for Charity Hurst. Sure. Church Charity and her curvy boys. I get it. But uh, I'm outvoted. Holy toast. We're sending <laughs> salty charity and maybe even risky rat to heaven because as they said in the show if you want to be great in god's kingdom be charity church mouse (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, that was the that was the kicker. That what That's what I took away from the show. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that edit. Why is she directing that choir? Like, go to Hollywood Girl. You a star. <laughs> but we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listeners. So go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. Give it a Holy Rose, Holy Toaster. Put it in the space between. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Well, <sighs> let's. You know what? Let's give second segment. Let's just go straight into to a special time and a special. Uh, Oh shit, where's the cue? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Ooh, a moment of peace, a reflection. Yeah. Where we've come and where we'll go. What a journey. Yeah. Like the band, Emerson, you know how this works. We're yes. not here to plug. We're here to lift it up and Amen. Just um Yeah. Give, give it to God. That's this is my favorite one. Uh uh guy trying to pray not quite sure what to say it's mm-hmm. a popcorn style he wants to signal to the next one yes. uh, that he's ready to uh, pass the baton and torch just um yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah just um yeah mm. just um yeah. and and thank you lord and father uh, mm. father i father i just doing mike mitchell I just, <laughs> I, father i just sit in your stillness and we want to, as yeah. we gather here today, we feel your spirit fill the room. We feel you come. We invite you. More than two, even three are gathered here. <sighs> Perfect number. Um, Holy Trinity. Something I enjoyed very much today in pop culture uh, that I'd like to lift up is a GQ. Roseanne's Twitter account. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. <laughs> kind of modeling my own after her. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, read a very great uh, article about Zach Woods and GQ. At, set a fire and actually a lot of it was um about how uh appealing he is sexually to women yes and how a lot of men don't understand that because he doesn't look like an alpha or anything you know but he's actually (laughs) but because he's like so kind and and like a a confident discreet listener that's what i'm banking (laughs) (laughs) those intelligent puppy dog eyes yeah and he's so smart yeah and like just wants to like make you better you know by just supporting you and support you be the best you yes yeah so anyway i read that and it was it just resonated and it was very funny and then um you can lift me up online spiritually at caroline's farts (laughs) Thank you for underlining. You every that. time. Uh, you can t- you can take it away, Emerson. Um, I just you know I really want to lift up um, the Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really Rony. feel like in the genre of reality television, they are they are really bringing um, their best hearts forward this season. Mm. Uh, it's the year of Luann's cabaret show. It's the year of the Countess Luann's arrest, I Christmas know we need Eve, to and pray Palm over Beach. Her arrest. Um, <laughs> I. I I am. I'm actually just going to lift up gratitude for that experience for her <laughs> and what it's bringing to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all of reality television, these women just really understand how to create great programming, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate the heart and the the seriousness that they bring uh, every week. Yeah, you know, yes. in their spirit. Yes, amen. Would and you say they're Proverbs thirty one women? <laughs> I absolutely would. Rise mm-hmm. um, before dawn. I A real like housewife. Who can find? I mean, it's really, you know, it's tough. You know, at those early Promise Keeper moments, 
I didn't know that these were the kind of women I was looking for. Anyway, where can we lift you up? And you can lift me up online uh, at emersoncollins.com, on Twitter at Actually Emerson. Actually where can people uh, watch your movie? Uh, and genuinely, a very sort of wedding. I am really proud of it. It's a movie about what happens when marriage equality comes to a small town in Texas, starring Leslie Jordan and Caroline Ray and Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, and it's streaming free on Hulu uh, right now. And Southern Baptist Sissies, you can see on iTunes, and it's streaming a couple places too. Great. So one is super fun and one is super dramatic. So choices. Yay. So choices. The two moods. Mm, there's only two moods. That's, right. That's it. Me before coffee and me after coffee. You can, you can lift me up and Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Two movies I saw, both having to do with faith in some way. One, Pope Francis, a man of his oh, word. Yeah, was that good? Turns out that Pope's pretty cool. He is cool. He's, On the relative Pope scale? On a Pope way, scale, he's doing good. Doing way out there good. doing yeah. the Lord's yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, it is like... And I don't have a great perspective on like the inner workings of the Catholic Church. I'm not technically officially a cardinal or bishop, okay. but he seems pretty dope. And uh, just the coldest take in the world. Yeah, just Good grief. hedging your bets. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just dodging emails over here. Uh, and uh, what was the other movie? I saw a movie called The Rider. Have you heard of this no. movie? No. This is about a rodeo guy. Who trains horses. I'm listening. <laughs> and I didn't know this until afterwards. A friend of mine texted me and it blew my mind. This woman, uh, Chloe Zhao, I want to say is how you pronounce her last name. Uh, she made the, wrote and directed this movie. That's just about this guy. And the cast is non-actors playing his friends and family. But it's so good. I didn't know this until after. Wow. And it's incredibly moving. Oh, like, nice. it's very indie, very, like, moody, but interesting. South Dakota. Uh, at one point, he prayed for his horse, and I cried. <laughs> As you should. Aww. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a monster <laughs> terrorist. Because it was just, yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. So it's concerned with faith in a lot of respects. Um, cool. Very moving movie. Very small indie movie. But go see it if you can. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Join the Facebook group. Leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave will donate a dollar to charity. We're all changing the world. Charity. Church Mouse. Nah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> we're going to change it to the starting from this episode on, we're going to donate a dollar to Charity Church Mouse. We're yes. not going to do any more charities. The charity. No, just do the Charity Church Mouse of the week. Is. Everything's... I love that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> do you people love a branding moment? Could we get Debbie on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Charity Church Mouse? Debbie, I love your work. The Charity of the Month. And uh, Spotify playlist, whatever, who cares? Emerson, thank you so much thank for you, joining Emerson. us. Thank you, Emerson. It was my great, so much. That was great, great pleasure. Oh, good. Well, with your deep breadth and depth and width, of CCM knowledge. Is there a song in particular you want to go out with on this yeah. episode? I mean, it's not an it's not an upbeat song, but yes. Which yes. one? Jonathan Pierce's Healing Hands, probably to Let's this day. It's it. still the song I go to. We're on the plane to Singapore. Our life is going to change forever. Like literally. Yeah. Jonathan but it's good Pierce. It's or God. Levi Christ is it as well with my soul. Jonathan Pierce. Okay. I, we got Jonathan Pierce. Yes. Jonathan Pierce. And before we do, let's just say in all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. This is Healing Hands by Jonathan. You know, I'm going to call him Jonathan Fierce on this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pierced my heart. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, not unlike uh, <laughs> freaking uh, Landry from Friday Night Lights. Oh, you're welcome. Wow. Stacy, always bringing it back to Stacy. I like his look. What's it? Gosh, what's his name? Tim Riggins, you D- mean? No. Landry? When did Landry have like a long flowing? Oh, he didn't. I'm just saying in the face. Oh, yes. Mary to Kirsten Dunst. Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Plemons. Good grief. Jesse Sorry, Plemons. that took too long. Okay. <gasps> there is no scar, no pain. No scar? He won't understand. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Those broken dreams. Salty remix. Tell my pages. Need All right. Open Those broken me, dreams children. you carried this Kneel far on need the ground. His touch to mend. At 16 years old, I had broken dreams that needed to be mended already. Right, yeah, Bro, you're you looking at someone who watched many a human video to this song. Like. Oh, I'm just now remembering I saw a lot of human videos to this <laughs> song at Lindale Assembly of God in Houston, Texas. What brought you here to this time, to this place? I might start using it as an audition monologue. I think you should. Where, just say what brought you here to this David time, Mamet. to this place where your own strength has, has found its end? Uh, the role that you bear is I will see you next week on the show. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Praise the Lord. I me Grant is a me Grant is a me Grant is a me Grant is back. Hi y'all, it's me again. Oh boy, I have been in this car forever, forever and ever. Wait for. I'm wondering if I'm even at the right soccer field at this point. But regardless, um. Kevin and Caroline wanted me to tell you that next week on GCF, in honor of Father's Month, they're going to be watching the movie Courageous. Uh, I think that's about, like, cops and stuff. Uh, It's not available to stream. If you want to watch it, you're going to have to pay to rent it. Uh, But they told me it might actually be worth it, you know, in the right... In the right circumstances, get some buddies together, put it, put it on, you know, see what Middle America's vision of a, of a cop family movie about Jesus and being a good daddy looks like. Uh, so the movie is Courageous next week on GCF. That was a headgum podcast.